And welcome back to WTF and Von and Deal, the place where we put it in the hoop like slam, we hear the crowd screaming out jam, we swear that we're telling you the facts, because that's how we beat Shaq, with Spicy Ryan and... The Fox Danger. And... Uh, Carrot, and did you really have to have those lyrics pulled I up? To, I saw that. I wanted to make sure I got it right, because I am not... Uh, while I am a super fan, of course, I am not perfectly well acquainted with the works and collections of Aaron, Aaron Carter. Have Aaron you seen Carter. Him? I, have you seen him? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. We posted that in our group chat. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that was modern Aaron Carter. This is, you know, this is 2000 or whatever. This is. When not, he still had hopes and dreams. That's, this is before he had a uh, face tattoo and cornrows or whatever with a. I don't Does know. he have a grill? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, probably. He's like a good metaphor for this podcast in general, I think. You know, that pic or that picture we saw makes me want to see like you know when those people do the, that time-lapse photo of like their face every single year and then they play it as a slideshow. That's pretty vain, but uh, and and it like it like it like morphs or mutates or whatever like over time. I I want to see that happen. I want to see the point where like all of a sudden he ended up like smoking crack. Maybe it all happened in one day. Just all at once. I could tell you that girl he knocked up had some major DSLs, though. <laughs> right. Those are fake-ass lips if I've ever seen them. Uh, anyway, though, today we're going to be talking about White Mage. The job that you Honker thought... Mage. Honker Mage. Honker Mage is what you call it, right? Yeah. Uh, why do you call it Honker Mage? Do I have to... I'll give you two guesses. I'm not very good at guessing. But you are good at putting people on the spot. Well, she said Honker Mage. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna get called out for it. Well, you don't just say Honker Mage. <laughs> well, to be fair, you called him out on like reading the lyrics, which I <laughs> yeah. applaud you for because I can't do that myself. So, I typically for things I say do not have lyrics or anything pulled up. I just you know, I wanted to make sure I got Aaron Carter right. And since Fox cannot see, Spicy is actually wearing pants. Well, you know, I'm thinking wow. about changing that. This is a no pants zone, and I'm I'm feeling guilty already. Before you even said that, I'm like, these pants are pretty hot. <laughs> That's good pants. Okay, pants are gone. We had to rectify the situation. Anything else you want to call me out on, dear? No, I think that's it. Well, for now, of course. So how are you, Fox? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, new school session just started on last Monday. Um, it's, uh, the last class I need for the AA portion of my degree. So it's like a communications class or something like that. Like the, the class doesn't even meet. It's just an online thing where I, I read like what's effectively a blog and then I respond to it weekly. And that apparently is worth college credits. That's communication. It certainly, it certainly seems like communication. It's, it's, it's a class that seems to have the least amount of communication out of all the classes I've attended. Uh, yet it is the communications course. So that was pretty special. Um, outside of that. I've just been plugging away at stuff in game, really. Uh, not a whole lot going on. I haven't really done any like testing or anything like that lately. I just well, you were about reason. to, and then your power went out. Yeah, because I care brought up white mage stuff, and then she mentioned something about full cure that I may talk about later. And then one thing led to another, and I realized that there's no formula for full cure. And those values don't seem as straightforward as it seems. But I'm I, like I said, I'm not going to get into that right now, though. <laughs> Um, but yeah, not a whole lot else going on with me, though. Uh, what about you, man? Well, well, how about you first, Carrot? Um, I've been off for the 4th of July, so nothing much with me. That's good. Okay, my turn. So I'm <laughs> having a fruit beer again because I'm being obnoxious by purposely getting fruit beers every episode now just to, you know, 
Yeah, and, but now you're getting punished for it. Yeah, yeah. I picked up uh, a Jersey brewery, so a local brewery. Um, same type of beer almost as last time, except not good. It's not terrible, but uh, let's see. Uh, it has a little scale they drew here. Oh, boy. Yeah, the scale's good because uh, it has multi to hoppy, and it has it like in the middle towards hoppy, which I don't really agree with. It has pale to dark. It has it all the way in pale. I thought it was going to be a scale from good to bad, and then the scale's all the way towards Oh, no, bad. and then it has a scale of awesome to awesomer, <laughs> and it is off the awesomer side chart, and I have to uh, firmly disagree. Wow, talk about it. You were talking about vanity earlier. Holy shit. It's pretty vain. Yeah, my, my beer is pretty much the best. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> she just tried it. So it says we yeah, added... of course it's a fruit beer. Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's it a... tastes like a musty old armpit. <laughs> you want a musty old no. armpit? It's a uh, Belgian triple with cherry. So like last time, except the triple and, uh, you know, not good. It says we added cherries. It's to... triple bad. We added cherries to our Belgian triple. <laughs> Adding complexity to the beer. Mm. Hints of fruity esters from the yeast complement the cherries and bring balance. Mm -mm. Golden in color, light in body, <laughs> with a warming 8.5% ABV, which I was going to say, this is, this is not balanced. It's hot. It's not. If this was a wine, it would be out of balance. Finishes with a hint of honey sweetness from the malt with lingering cherry notes. Or also known as lingering carrot makes a face and says it's disgusting. <laughs> You know, they could also just, like, try a little less complexity and a little more just beer that tastes good. I think the awesome to awesomer scale they drew here is incorrect. And, and yeah, that's I the most so. offensive part to me. I feel like that's what I'm, I'm going to take away from this. Yeah, awesome sure. to awesomer. You know, that's pretty uh, out of balance itself. But hold on, what is Fox drinking? Uh, I am drinking a milk tea, which is basically just black tea, but with extra stuff in it. Extra stuff, you say? Yeah, like milk. <laughs> Oh, not fruit beer? Not fruit beer? No, okay. no, no, not fruit beer. I'd be drinking an IPA, which will never have fruit in it. Although it kind of has like a grapefruity taste to it, which is, you know, kind of counterintuitive, but um, it is not uh, It is not a fruit beer. So I personally am doing fantastic. I uh, quit my job and put all of my money, my life savings into crypto. <laughs> wow, you fucked up, man. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man we've all been there you know i feel pretty good about it i mean i don't want to get in trouble but you just get married and you quit your job suddenly and... <laughs> it does not look good does it or yeah, it does it, fucked it, up man it could look pretty good it could be she fucked up <laughs> but uh otherwise you know things are going pretty well I, I would consider the previous there a uh a good story i think it's uh gonna pay off in the future well general oh, oh oh crypto part i thought you meant leaving your job generally it's always a good feeling to leave your job so. oh well yeah i, I give a fuck uh, but yeah, yeah. So that means I I got plenty of things to do and and think about. All right, hey. Well, at least enjoy some free time before you get too serious. Oh no, I don't have any free time because I was already working half of every day. So now I uh, uh, you don't start working normally. Temporarily, I don't know. I got a lot to I got a lot to juggle. I got side gig. I got you know side gigs. Side gig. Side hose. Side boob. But otherwise, I haven't played the game, and I have not made process progress on Vajra, and I am drinking a horrible, not horrible, I'm drinking a not good beer, 
So that's you know, we, we had talked before about potentially like having you come in on Thief and using the Gandring to some effect for like mass pulls. Yeah, and I think that would also work really well with... See, in the Thief thread, I can't comment on Auction House, but there with Melfina and Simon that says less. Uh, we're talking about spreadsheeting stuff, and it was, you know... the Spreadsheet way, land? Yeah, it was, it was very, very, very much spreadsheet <laughs> land where... Making Honda hands are half a percent uh, worse when attack's not capped, but it's like, oh, okay, half percent, so I gotcha. I mean, I don't mean to deviate, but someone should make a game called, you know, Spreadsheet Land, like in like in lieu of Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not Shoots and Ladders, but I just got this picture of, like, Shoots and Ladders, but it's, like, Spreadsheets and Sadness. Go through the incorrect calculation gumdrop forest and draw a card. Yeah, yeah you got... <laughs> You got the people who like look at these like one percentage things like they're actually going Half to apply. Like the the last episode that, that we just did that should be releasing somewhat soon with you know where we covered like the Japanese coverage of things. Exactly. Like that was really refreshing learning about Ukon and, and how like it, it basically like reaffirmed everything. And now we're we're all the way back at spreadsheets again. And, and yeah, we should get Vedius back here again so he can uh, you know. Talk about we can how, talk about productive things. How the Japanese feel about spreadsheets. Because we, yeah, we yeah. know they don't use them. Or we don't know they don't use them, but we uh, don't know what they do to make their decisions. Because that's actually a fair point that should have been asked, is they decide to use Ukon because of how it works in practicality versus how the spreadsheet says Chango. And it's acknowledged that the spreadsheet put Chango ahead. But it was not asked, how do they determine that? I don't know if you have an answer for that, because... I think it's just like a sentiment that gets shared by maybe some trusted people or something. Comes down from the mountain in some... I, I don't know. But uh, that would have been something to be asked. Otherwise, Nayame to me, that I couldn't talk about because I'm not in there is why I started talking about this, is really great for gandering and pulls like that in Odyssey or Omen because you don't drop your evasion significantly while being, you know, pummeled by stuff uh, to weapon skill. So it's it's yeah. really useful in a like low man solo uh, divergence or something of that nature to keep evasion up, which is why I was thinking of instead of going four to five path B, going five out of five path B because yeah, Megonda hands are nicer in most situations, but uh, skill chain damage is nice and evasion in DT is, is swell. Here's what I look at: you're never you're never going to notice that one percent difference, never ever. But you will notice when the thief goes to pull a bunch of mobs or something and they just, like, die. You'll absolutely notice that your run's going to come to a crashing halt because one of your DBs is dead. It's going to be like someone opened up a, a you know, a fruit beer and... Yeah. It just falls flat on their expectations. That's, that's precisely what would happen. I didn't think it'd be this bad. Yeah. Well, now you got to live your life. But yeah, it circles back to the, the whole Ukon thing. Like, uh, sure, Ukon may not be on paper you know better than other options but it is better given this context and like if we're looking at like odyssey in general i think keeping a job that primarily wears like light armor safe is probably the best way to go to increase its dps if i was it probably not, is worth way more than one percent well in in reality yeah um more or less it depends i mean uh but if i was not mass pulling i would not use it unless i was going to be skill chaining but you know, it's it's yeah, that's fair. Which means now I have to build a little skill chain thing into my thief Lua that I already have in my dragoon ones to get some utility out of skill chain damage for Rudras. But that's kind of no, no. I'm not always. Eh, it's gonna be tough. 
See, and that's another thing. Like, it has to all be in a vacuum because with similar weapon skill damage between those two those two pairs of hands, the main difference is you get a you get a ton more skill chain bonus on uh, any of those Naomi pieces. As it's the extra decks that generally pushes it over for all these pieces because Naomi is not good on decks, and it's a big decks mod and sneak attack as well. Yeah, that's what generally sets that that half a percent um, is <laughs> the difference of not needing attack. And well, that's if you need attack. The the ame was closer. They're like it's like one percent if you don't need the attack, and it's like okay. But yeah, it's the dexterity uh, on top of that because it's a huge dex sort of feed for the sneak attack and the mod. So we've already arrived at like the greatest tangent ever for our white mage episode. Ah, yeah, we're getting there. So let's move on into. We don't have an abject email. He said he would uh, get off of his broken ankle, and uh, it's not broken, but just very damaged. His glass ankle. His glass ankle. I think last night he described it as, it feels like there's a family of elves in my ankle stabbing me. I think that was the... Wow. Was that, you were there for that. That was the... I don't remember that one in particular. Maybe I walked away. Eh, maybe. But that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, so he fell off a ladder or whatever. He just... So, for those who don't know Abject... And we talk about his disgusting feet picks, if we've not mentioned it before. Oh, had a steel girder fall on his toe or whatever and lost his toenails. They had to pull his toenails out because they got ingrown from the damage from the steel girder. And then, with no toenails now, he went and fell off a ladder or something. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, there goes the ankle. So he's uh, Abject's doing pretty well. I said he's got plenty of time while he's sitting there with his fucked up ankle to write us something now. Because I think he's off his writer's strike. But otherwise... We don't have, this happened this, uh, the last time we were doing the Reddit episode, this was posted at the same time, but it just, we, we couldn't get to it because of all the things. So let's, <laughs> let's call this the worst thread of the week of last week today. And it starts off, I'm lost. I got into game. I choose to be thief and I choose Sandoria to start in. I want to start doing tasks, but I don't know how. I talked with NPCs and I got two tasks given by now. One is to bring blue peas to some guy. Other is to find a dad for some random girl. Let's focus on the first. Where I can get blue peas. Will I level up from tasks? How to buy better weapon to complete first mission? Please explain me. I don't really understand. Okay. And now, we're not just making fun of the bad English. The bad English is what makes it worth reading. It's true. It's it's like a, a personal challenge to get through it, which I, I thought you actually read very well. I really don't understand, Fox. Uh, I'm actually still processing it from when we were talking about a pre-show. Yeah. Um, well, he, he got into game, is the first thing we understand, and they choose to be thief, and I choose Sandoria to start in. So you understand that they have choose to be thief and choose Sandoria, and they've well, just started... what start- I'm thinking is I think it's like, wow, and you're stuck on thief for all eternity. Well, they choose, so yeah. they have choose, and that is it forever. <laughs> that is the choose they have chose. And uh, they just want to start doing some tasks, you know? Maybe they want to get some stuff done. And uh, they found some NPCs that gave two tasks, so they got two tasks given by now. What I want to focus is, like, he skips the girl who obviously does not have a father and no family and goes straight to Blue Peas. Well, yeah, let's focus on this first, where I can get Blue Peas. Because for him, Blue Peas is the uh, most important thing. He doesn't care about orphans. So does it, is he under the impression he has to do combat with blue peas? Uh, he just wants to know where he can get blue peas. I think that's the dilemma. I don't think he understands how to get blue peas because you have to first He's choose to go outside. Like, where is it on my mini map to go 
press the X button to harvest these blue peas and then bring it back to the other X mark on the mini map and then be done. If I recall this quest um, with the friar here in the cathedral many years ago, you have to choose to go into the North Sandoria where you can find blue peas. And it is Friar down on map who does not have Random Girl who gives you blue peas. But isn't that region controlled? No, no, no. The NPC is always there. Um, they choose to, to be there. <laughs> they are always down there in this little... It's like you have to run all the way to the bottom of uh, East Ronfer. Uh, it's like a, a tower they're standing in down there. Because, they sell blue peas there? No, you just, I think you just talk to them and they get blue peas. from. The, it's oh. like a key item blue peas you have to choose to receive from the guy. that's an actual item. Well, you know, but then they don't level up from tasks because they will just get uh, no weapon from this, no better weapon to complete first They'll mission. They'll get like minuscule amount of gil, like like 50 gil. You see, something. that's why I thought that this guy was under the impression that he had to do battle with blue peas. Because why do you need a weapon to zone into North Sandy? Yeah. Maybe I, it's to find the father. Maybe, weapon. maybe you know, he, he thinks he had to fight the blue peas. You need a better weapon. Yeah. So he he already can't focus on that first, but maybe they need better weapon to get past the orcs on the way in the goblins on the way to peas. the guy to get blue peas. This is like <laughs> this is like who's on first? <laughs> What's happening? I need to look at my map and see an exclamation point with a gold embossed flame around it to tell me where to go. I need to fast travel to get blue peas. That's right. A tisket, a tasket. I need to do battle with these blue peas in my basket. So we make a lot of fun of this, but I mean, it's probably so much easier to search it than to ask this convoluted question into Reddit. Well, you know. He'll get the answer to find blue peas, but then afterwards he will be lost. So, Well, oh, maybe, you know, they'll get better weapon and they can get blue peas. That's super funny. So like the, the first the first reply to this is it says in like sentence number two or three, no little exclamation points for you. Nope. That's that's super funny. Like, I didn't even read ahead. And yeah, this guy is just expecting the game to be like 14, I guess. I always love the typical Reddit fashion here. Not that this is another secret Reddit episode where they get the people who come out and they respond in good faith with like a couple paragraphs. FFXI is not your typical modern day MMO. Tasks won't be given you EXP for completing. Mostly just gives in-game currency. Yeah, so you have to choose the, the tasks that will actually provide you some sort of tangible benefit rather than just choosing the ones that you think will give you XP but won't. What they fail to realize, if you give a man blue peas but don't make him go get it, you know, that, that whole thing. If you teach a man to do battle with blue peas, <laughs> yeah, then, then they will have blue peas and weapon for the rest of their choose days. Man, where was this advice when I started the game? You know, if only I... I think that was called Brady Guide. I had to use somepage.com, I believe, to figure out. I'm very sure it was somepage.com. Some I had to use somepage.com to figure out how to get these blue peas because I also remember wondering where to get blue peas. How and do I, you not get horrible viruses? I, I don't know. I choose not to. Um, I choose Thief as well, actually, when I was trying to do this, I believe. That or I choose Red Mage, and I had to Google back in the day, 15 million years ago, where the guy with the blue peas is, because he is way down there off the beaten path in like a place you would never naturally find. I think he's find. on Brady Guide. That's how I got it. Yeah, I didn't have the Brady Guide. I choose not to have the Brady Guide. I guess my guide. parents choose to love me. <laughs> wow. Holy shit, that escalated. That's um, so, Google, though, for those listening, like it, the guy knows he wants blue peas, and he knows he's playing Final Fantasy XI, I hope. 
So I just typed in blue peas FFXI into Google and it spat out a whole bunch of things that tells me where to get blue peas. So why ask Reddit? <sighs> so the last thing you wanted to go I was going to say, Fox, maybe he thinks he's the pioneer of blue peas. He's the first person to obtain this quest. Maybe most choose not to do blue peas because most <laughs> choose to worry about father and daughter first, but not second. That's true. I mean, you might actually be onto something. He probably understands that most players in Final Fantasy XI don't actually talk to the NPCs or read the dialogue. So he may be the first person who is actually undergoing this quest and and actually trying to like live out his dreams for Blue Bees. I think he just, you know, sometimes you got to assume that everyone else has missed this and you're the first one. Yeah. I mean, I would jump to that conclusion for sure. So our last bit here on a, you know, we got our less serious note done there our last bit before getting into the outline is uh we have to do i don't know what we call this hopefully not a recurring segment of level down didn't cast re-raise oh ryan (laughs) what wow well (laughs) you too Oof. that's damn okay i mean no spoilers but shit man that's dark dark oh man so, in our hopefully not too recurring segment, because there's been other players who have died, and, uh, you know, we have... I'm going to use a, a nicer phrase like passed on, or... Well, he's fucking dead. Huh. He lived his life. He had a good time. But we're going to... So, Durf the Galka. Uh, for those who are not acquainted with the Durfy, uh, he was... I mean, he, he didn't play since, like, 2012. So in 2010 would be his heyday here in the game, a little before 2010 into 2010, posting on Auction House with his, uh, I don't know if we'll call it bombastic style, but uh, typing slightly in- Slightly racist? Slightly, slightly, who's slightly racist, me? No, Wait, the oh. way he's typing Well, kind of implies- uh, I, don't know, I don't know about well, that. Well, like, it just, you know, I thought it, you know- Well, he would, he would type in all caps, and he had a whole alter ego going on here, so- uh, Durf the Galka was a real person who did not talk like this person because if anyone's ever listened to his ancient YouTube videos, uh, they are very ear rapey. So I was considering playing a quick clip from one as like a you know to give you an, a a taste of what Durf was like, but uh, I don't think I'm gonna edit one in at this point, and I I don't think it's necessary. I considered also doing a Durf the Galka impersonation here because uh, you can do. You can do it. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Fox? Why why do you encourage him? <laughs> it's more like he's asking he's I'm glad he's asking for permission because generally he just does it and then <laughs> I mean it's I'm more hoping you guys say it's not necessary and I move on to just saying, you know, reading the whole Well, I think for people to fully understand, they need some context. <sighs> See, I've been part of the show long enough to know that you just have to let the dumpster fire burn out on its own accord. <laughs> so I just, I just strap myself in at this point. Hold on, Fox. Do you want to introduce uh, our guest? Wait. <laughs> Let's get Durf the Galk on the line here. Go. Boop, 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 boop. That's, that's your turn, Fox. Hey, welcome to the show. Well, hey there, Broder. It's me, Durfy the Galka. Good old, air danged old Durfy Claws. Here to do some old partying with my Broders. Yeah, that's basically that's basically it. It was more been more confused. Yes, uh, you know. Has Fox never? He doesn't know. No, he, oh. I, he only I, typed I in never, all caps. 
I never uh, got to experience the guy, whether it was uh, any of his bits or, you know, any of his interactions in game or anything like that. Um, I mean, no, I, liked, I just never aware of it. I like the whole like Durfee Claws bit. I mean, that was like funny. Um, but are you new to the game, Fox? Like this is like 2010s. No. No, no, like even in 2010s, um, I was pretty much stopping playing the game at that point. Like I was kind of out of it for quite a bit. Uh, and then I didn't like officially like quit playing for my long break until 2011-ish. So, I mean, it would have been relatively new then if that was this time frame. So I just... Is I, Fox on a big proponent of Auction House? Like, do no, he not... doesn't post on the forums. Oh. No. No, no. So uh, if anyone didn't see the Auction House thread, I will read it. It says from his... I guess you'll know it's his friend when I read the rest of it. Durf the Galka passed away last night. He had TBI, traumatic brain injury, and a brain tumor since he was a child. The reason why you have not seen much of Durf is because roughly four years ago, he had another tumor grow and had another surgery. His cognitive capabilities have not been the same since. Then he had many series of breathing heart issues and issues with a drainage tube. Da, 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 da. I've been friends with Durf because you're not going to know who Philip is. For 24 years, I helped uh, helped him with his videos, and together we basically created the mayhem that many laughed at and even hated. Because yes, there were a lot of people who did like a carrot hated dirt. I I wouldn't say hated, but just like didn't appreciate the type of humor. So I enjoyed it. Blue Spoons and I both enjoyed it. We would uh, type in all caps and, and talk stupid like Durf. Uh, that was also before we ever heard Durf. So if we had heard Durf at the same time, I don't know if it would have caught on as well because it's uh. You thought mine was bad. It was uh, only half as bad. But that's the point. It was... Uh, it was purposely... It was purposely terrible. And, uh, yeah, the, the, at one point, he was getting back in the days of BG. Because we were supposed to have Spathian on. And, like, he only had this story. And I'm like, do you have any stories of Durf? And he... Uh, Fox had some issues with his power going out. So we were going to reschedule. And then Fox came back. But Spath was yeah. busy. So, um... Spothian, you may have seen over the last decade and a half on the Random Thoughts threads and uh, AuctionHouse.com as well, was his friend, but not like as good a friend as this person here. He was friends with him for 24 years. And he was talking about at one point, uh, he was getting tons of shit on BG's forums when they were a thing. For those of you who don't know, they were uh, kind of a bit of a hostile place. Uh, it still is, but... No way. It's kind of a dead place now. Uh, so he was getting shit on there because, you know, it's not the kind of people that would appreciate the, the ridiculous I'm being stupid persona. And at one point his friend got on and like gave this whole big serious thing and Durf got upset because like, you're not supposed to be serious. That ruins the whole thing. But he, he just, he wanted to stay lighthearted, even though he's being dumb. He really, uh, apparently from what Spot said, got into the whole, like people who are into the whole, Hey Broder kind of thing and just hanging out and having fun while being it should have been Derp the Galka, but Derf is uh, equally as fitting of a name there. So uh, I think that was it there. So I think uh, he would be okay if I explained one of his funniest characters he made because he really enjoyed playing pranks with Derf the Galka. If you would like to leave a message of condolences, please do. Thank you. But uh, yeah, Derf the Galka, there's your there's your send off, Broder. Yeah, it's too bad. Um... Basically, I think the game needs more of those kind of ridiculous antics and less people just trying to be idiot trolls. Yeah. I think there's a difference between the two. And I didn't get to experience him. And it's sad that, you know, someone, you know, passes. But at the same time, it happens. it's also sad to lose someone who actually 
tries to bring people enjoyment in the game. Whether or not they succeed is a whole different story. But um, that part right there is the true shame. Yeah, uh, as much as people may not have appreciated uh, good old dang old Durfee Claws, 107 FM Durfee. Um, that's literally from his video. I'm not just making that up at the top. Of the- so anyway, um, his YouTube's still there. They're ridiculous. You might listen to them for 10 seconds because it's pretty bad. But otherwise... All bad on purpose, but... <laughs> yeah, some, some are unlistenable in my opinion. But some are actually quite stupidly amusing. Uh, I think appreciate it. You can appreciate it more now that uh, Durf's gone. Typically, how it goes. But uh, yeah, for anyone who remembers Pazuzu and Asura just yelling "I'm pregnant" and being a literal uh, meth head. Uh, I mean, I think I would rather choose like Durf, you know, Durf o- over like, Pazuzu. That's Pazuzu what I, that, being dumb like that. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that over most of the yells of Asura. So thank you, Durf, for your limited window of eleven shenanigans. Yeah, how do you actually follow something like that? I mean, uh, there's really no segue after that, really, is there? Well, I mean, so why is it called Honker Mage? We didn't finish this because me from our group, our Odyssey group, so calls some... it Honker Mage, so we all call it Honker Mage. Oh well, knees it's okay. Funny. Knees okay. Where did... I, we can't like get him in here like Funk last time, where we call him in the middle of the night and he's at a street dance to ask him why it's Honker Mage, but yeah, no. Is that because women play? I mean, I'm just honker t- is white. Do you not know like the term honker? You mean honky? It's like the same thing. No, no, but- no, no, no. Honker, as in like she's got nice honkers, and <laughs> and honky are two different things. Well, we don't want to be insensitive. Well, I don't so like white it's- people. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a true statement. <laughs> what honkers and honkies? Or-, or no, no, I don't. I don't think we want to be insensitive. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You know, fact, if we were insensitive, we could just cast full cure and everyone would be fine. That's right. Till we you have see, no what happened is, is is geese honk, and geese are also white, and therefore they have something in common with a white mage, and are therefore honkers, right? Ah, uh, oh. yes, of course. Yes. Yes, naturally. Naturally. How did I not think of that? See, so this is why you could find how to choose to get blue peas, and we could not. Clear, clearly a cut above. Right. So... Uh, I'll just look at what the title is here because I only skimmed this today, so this will be good. Why do people play White Mage? Actually, I've got kind of a, a, a similar question that I want to ask Carrot about that. Do you enjoy playing White Mage or do you enjoy winning? I enjoy playing White Mage and I also enjoy winning. Excellent. If you had to choose. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, funny you say that. Well, I do enjoy white mage, but also I understand that not a lot of people can do it correctly. So in order to win, generally, I, I kind of get stuck on white mage. So, See, I, the reason I ask that is generally when it comes to white mages, there are three types. Um, there are the players that just want to get on white mage just to think that it's a free ticket. Um, sometimes those people can end up geared and sometimes they can even do an okay job. Um, but ultimately they don't even enjoy playing the job and they're just doing it for the ride, right? Then there's the people who actually enjoy the job, which I, I think it's both Garrett and myself. And then there's the third one where they're just actually just robots. So I think we're going to kind of like address some things regarding like all of them. I just kind of wanted to know for sure if if like you actually enjoyed the white mage job and were just good at it or if you uh, or if you just like winning and you go white mage, just make sure that win is secured. So. Oh, no. I mean, I try and go other jobs, but, you know, I do like going white mage. And 
some of my other jobs are needed because I like bard, you know, so I can't really go white mage all the time. So you kind of have to give up, you know. So when you say you tried to go white mage, uh, I, I, I have like a similar way of or tried to go other jobs. I mean, I have a similar way of kind of looking at it where like I'll want to go other jobs, but then I just want to go white mage because I want to make sure the white mage is played properly. <laughs> Like, especially for Odyssey farms, because, um, you know, like I do Diaga and, and I do Dispelga and not a lot of other people do that or kind of do it stupidly. Um, so I, I go White Mage, even though I can go Bard or I can go Corsair, because we do a little bit better and things go a little bit more smoother. All right. And all right. I enjoy it. So, yeah, uh, I actually find White Mage the most engaging job in this game. Um, when it comes to like dealing with stuff, uh, I think I've even said this before. The white me or like other party members usually only have to deal with like one mob. Sometimes tanks have to deal with like a horde of mobs. Like white mages have to deal with the horde of mobs, like everything you're fighting, as well as like up to 18 people in the party themselves. Like you have like the most things that you really have to pay attention to. And because of that, there's always something to do. It isn't just like curing blindly things. So I, I just always find it more fun to play that job than literally any other job. I find White Mage fun because it can cast teleports and make lots of gill in town. <laughs> and because I also met Carrot because she is a White Mage and I needed a White Mage for my Fenrir pug. And she happened to choose to be White Mage. I did choose to be White Mage. So was that Fenrir pug successful? It was. It, the it was. I know the first, I know it was overall. They were all successful. That's where I met Chia as well. Yes. Who ended up eventually joining... Uh, well, the link shell, but also helping make things on BG Wiki because of that. So, you know, the side benefit there. We uh, met Chia. I mean, Chia... you did die the second fight is all I remember. Because you complimented me the first fight. Like, oh, this is the first fight. I've never died before. And then you died the second fight. I'm like, oh, I, I think bad. I think the problem was I uh, got hit with the club spite pretty bad. But it's because I was using, like, White Wind because I still didn't trust you because we only <laughs> did one run together. So I was getting hate <laughs> with White Wind spam with Tizona. You know, that's pretty common. Like, a, a lot of people don't actually trust the white mages. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's true to this day. I will say that she's the best white mage I've ever played with. Not because no one's better, but because I can trust her. And I know that when things happen, which is... This is something that I felt we would have gotten to later on in the episode at this point, but it's coming up right now, so I'm just going to make it. <laughs> uh, it's also, I guess, a little too early to make fun of Felgar, but fuck it. So people like Felgar can't play white mage. Because when things happen on the field of battle, you have to be able to adjust or rethink and the strategy's out the window. Like you might have to raise up on white mage and kite or re-raise or save or pick who to raise in that instant based on whatever you think is the better choice. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen in a run where a good white mage can make the difference between you winning or losing. There's a lot of variables, you say? A lot of variables, but it's not just it's not just reaction time or how good your gear is on white mage of course gear matters on white mage but not to the extent it does on dds which is why people pick it for that free ticket we talked about but it has to be your ability to adapt you wouldn't think that it's very important for white mage but i think outside of trust and understanding how to play the job which hopefully the outline will cover here it's that <laughs> being flexible and able to adapt is the most important part of white mage yeah like in real life um healers need triage it's incredibly important so yeah, um, I would actually say that uh, above all else, like being able to make the right decisions during a fight is what sets you apart from other white mages, and that's actually what ultimately makes a person playing a white mage better than a bot. Like, uh, I'm going to be generous and say like 70% of the time, 
depending on the quality of the white mage you have. A bot can be potentially better or worse than a trust. And when they're worse than a trust, yeah. they are useless because like they'll keep casting. I've seen it uh, in runs where let's say that you happen to be a certain bard who can't manage their HP. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> uh, just the first thing that came to mind. Uh, let's say you're a certain bard that can't understand how their HP keeps changing in their sets, even though they put them together and they can't quite figure out the quick fixes like taking off Moonbeam Cape. Uh, you know, th those dilemmas you have as a bard. Uh, and let's say that, uh, you know, you're doing that with a bot and you constantly keep going from white to yellow HP. That bot will follow you around and constantly cast on you and pay attention to you over other people. Or I've seen it where a, there's an aura on and the bot will keep spamming a race. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's worse than a trust. It's pretty easy to tell who's the bot. It's always great when it's like a silence aura and they're just like spamming echo drops. Or casting Kiraga yeah. when only two people are in range of hate and they keep casting Kiraga because their thing says if two people are at a certain threshold, cast Kiraga only. But sometimes, yeah. like I said in my, well, like in, in one of the later posts is just like, sometimes a bot might be better than an actual pickup group white mage, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Very... Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's also going to boil down to skill and that's also going to, it could also just be a matter of being one of those types of, of white mages that I mentioned at the start. You know, they're not a robot. They're not someone who enjoyed it. They're just kind of there along for the ride. They're using it as a free ticket. Um, sometimes people end up there and then can move to other places or sometimes you're just never into it and you just end up being that bad white mage that just wants, you know, VD ambuscade. And that's kind of unfortunate because that, that ends up that ends up painting a picture. Uh, overall for like people who take in pug white mages because there are some out there that actually play the job are real people and actually want to try to get better like they may not even be the best yet um, but you end up with with enough white mages that join our groups like uh, when one of our members couldn't make it recently like we had that one white mage who tried to join our odyssey pickup who was learning like steel flash and oh, oh yeah i took the and... picture that i put in the abject trash channel didn't oh, I? And I and i told them they're not welcome yeah and they're, they're like oh yeah my gear is pretty good and they knew they were lying through their teeth just to get the invite. The white mage that was dead at number nine last night to Crumb Dub or whatever, who was wearing the uh, 109 Boquist robe or whatever. Oh, no, not even that guy. Uh, no, when uh, when no, Abject no, couldn't know, make one of the I'm, I'm talking about the other guy, but I'm saying there was also oh. another white mage last night. So I'm not, I, I was segueing into there was, oh, there's more than just that one guy. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah, I just didn't get down to that. And the worst thing is that one guy we said who couldn't come, they had some of the right stuff. Like, they had picked out, they got the Cleric's Torque for the Erase Plus One, and they had this and that, but they also didn't have fast cast gear, like their Bladeborn earring never swapped, which, why is it on in the first place? That's nonetheless, but, uh, you know, if you're not wearing fast cast gear on a White Mage, which is your second most important set, I'd imagine, next to Cure, but, you know, but after, you know, bar spells and everything else, I mean, if you can't get that right, and I see you're only using, like, a couple pieces, like, they had, like, three pieces swap in their cure gear, and they had no idle set. I mean, the worst thing is probably, it's probably an alt. I don't know. I don't know if they're an alt or not, but when that I... That was actually one of the first assumptions that was made in our party. It was made so strong, no one would believe they weren't like, an It alt. sounds like a parsnip white mage, to be honest. <laughs> Parsnip's better. Uh, but wow. when you have no idle set on your white mage, and you're wearing melee gear and you want to come to a Shoal Sea, and then I say what your healing set looked like, and you cast Cure, and nothing changes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they, they were not happy. I said they're not welcome. They were not happy. Oh, they didn't get in? No, I kicked oh, them right out. Oh, okay. I, I thought I, they got in. I gave them a chance. I go, oh, no. okay, let me see your gear. He goes, and they said, oh, it just gets stuck and doesn't swap. And I'm like, well, that's not reassuring. I go, well, cast Cure. 
and I checked him while he was casting Cure. Dude, it's yeah. an alt, man. Yeah, there was like, he had the, the choker of Cure casting time down, but a lot of, he had like three pieces I saw that changed that mattered, and, and like the glorious earring, and like just nothing else had changed. Yeah, I would never rag a rag on a white mage just because of the the gear that they chose to wear, as long as they had some sort of grasp as to why they're wearing it. Like, because everyone has to start somewhere, right? And I mean, a majority of white mage is actually going to boil down to skill over gear. We happen to know someone but, too who had issues as being a white mage here because their idol set, um, instead of being uh, optimized, happened to include regen auto regen pieces in there. Oh. Yes. You will not disclose. And they, they refuse to accept otherwise and got very belligerent about it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, just like how dead DDs no, don't deal no damage, you know, that whole thing. Um, you need good good sets to keep you alive. Uh, White Mage is no different. Um, a lot of times you have to be indirectly in the shit. And, I mean, magic evasion to me is always the most important stat in those sets. But you just want to make sure that you can actually take damage. And your ability to regen like twenty HP a tick is not gonna <laughs> do you any favors. In I that think it aspect. was just uh, the Pargordia ring, the the level ninety something um, Void Watch regen and, like, two the ring, infused earrings, and, and like stuff. the Bathy choker. Yeah. And I think I figured I was just... being generous. Yeah, yeah, but well, still, it was. They said it was an OCD thing. They couldn't not have their HP tick up all idle. But then again, your white mage has auto regen as a trait, so. The the stuff people blame on OCD that probably isn't actually OCD. And I it's think pretty special. Yeah, and I think we also harassed them. It's like, can't you just cast that spell? <laughs> right. Yeah, typically the spell you'd have on White Mage because typically you are sub scholar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah, AOE that should be normally. Yeah. And I mean, well, okay, let, let's let's not get off into the gear yet. I was going to say in, enhanced <laughs> in, enhancing duration gear and stuff, but let's go back to the outline. Is White Mage just more than healing, or is it only healing? What do you have on that carrot? Um, I mean, being a white mage and just, I'm always trying to find things to do and things to help out. So obviously I think it's more than just casting a cure spell. I agree. Um, there are lots of other things that you can be doing. Um, like a majority of some of the most potent things that you can do, like in feeling magic is almost on par with the rest of the jobs. In fact, sometimes it's the same spell, like just a white mage silencing something can commonly be so unheard of when you just pick someone up and you go into an ambuscade or something. A lot of times, like white mages nowadays, when they're newer, they don't even realize that they can land things like that. They generally and, can't because when I, I've had ambuscades where I asked the white mage in the group to do things and they can't land. I had well, I asked one of the spell. I asked one of the spell, which has, as we I think discussed before in the last episode, it was either like a 75 plus magic accuracy, I think, to it. And that's, you know, that's like free gear. Yeah. And they couldn't land a spell. They're like, I don't have a set for Dispel, and they, they got resisted on something that you can Dispel, and I've not seen people have trouble with. I mean, they do have a set for Dispel if they have an, any Inyanga. Uh, I actually, I told them that too, I remember that. I'm like, just make a full Inyanga set for it, and they're like, oh, I don't have the... Like, I'm I like, mean, I'm not even it. talking, I'm not even talking like balls to the wall, like full AF3, or AF, AF plus 3, you know? Like, just Inyanga is generally good enough for most content. Like, most content isn't level 150, it's like level 139 when it matters. So you can generally land these things on it, and dispel is no different with that with that accuracy bonus that you're talking about. Yeah, we discovered that the other day um, in the uh, the episode we were discussing like the the Japanese findings and stuff. 
So, yeah, utilizing bar spells to curb DD slash tank slash your own performance issues. Bar water in order to resist attack down. Bar arrow for resisting defense down, etc. It's Carrot wrote here. One of the first things that I will do when I get a white mage into the party, and it's not me, of course, is I'll usually have them cast a bar spell. Oh, to check the potency? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's a good that's a good indicator. I just asked to see yeah. your idol set, but I guess uh, even more important would be see how much your, they care. Their yeah. bar spell potency. Carrot hits it exactly. Like I'm not looking for you to have like a 236 bar spell, which is the cap, by the way. Uh, I, I don't really care that it hits that. I want to see it just over 200, which means you've put forth the effort to put to at least understand that enhancing plus matters. Um, that your uh, that your your actual like job points actually matter. And that um, they have actually skilled their enhancing magic and they just weren't burned up in Zata. So is that like you the know, thread that we didn't talk about where I have all jobs 99, I'm a warrior. I mean, I, want I guess to transition into fencer. How do I do that? I, I guess. But I mean, so, OK, sometimes people can have things burned. I'm not going to get into that argument on whether or not they're actually going to be effective players later. I, I don't care about that part. Um, but basically, you end up with this, this type of player that shows up and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll cast bar fire. And it like gives you like seventy five. If we're if we're lucky, yeah, seventy five potency Some, with the sub job level stuff. Yeah, and I, I've seen that happen before, and it just it just never cuts it. No, and, and it's uh, good it's, it's, because like if you had asked Parsnip to do that, it'd be complete garbage. But her idol set looks somewhat put together, <laughs> you know. So you know, and there's a lot of people who will just check idol sets and assume you're good to go. Like I do a lot of uh, vagary with Beastmaster. Um, he does a lot of shouts on Azura and stuff, and he'll usually have me go tank so someone doesn't fuck things up. And uh, like one time I, or not even one time, just up, almost every run I get examined and someone sends me a tell. They're like, oh, your rune vents are so good. And I'm just like, you're <laughs> only looking at my idol set. Because so many people assume that based on what you see in that one instance, like that's like everything. But it's just the tip of the iceberg. I will say, too, when I'm in a pug group and I get a bar spell cast on me, I do always check to see what the potency's at. So I, I don't ask that off the bat. I usually ask some more obtuse questions like, you know, let me see your healing set or something instead of, yes. Do you, do you like playing the job? <laughs> I, I actually, I have asked that as well. Um, yeah, that's usually sometimes when, I, when I'm getting bullshit tells from all these people for like a diversions or something and I ask for a white mage and I get one, I go, do you actually like the job? It's like, it's like and, a job oh, yeah. interview. And sometimes they go, they go, what do you mean? Or they don't answer at all and those people don't get invited. Yeah, right. But yeah, Carrot's exactly right. It's to see how much they actually care. Like, have they put forth the bare minimum effort to understand at least that really easy portion of their job? Enhancing skill isn't hard. In fact, Subscholar in Light Arts takes you basically almost all the way to like the bare minimum of what I consider, you know, useful. Yeah, so I guess that'll get into our next thing since we're on bar spells here is uh, it's even highlighted for us to... Uh... Well, it's more <laughs> of like a question, and I guess we're going to debate about it somewhat now so so carrot put here obviously bar blazara helps resist paralyze bar paralyzer does not give you a chance to resist paralyze outright just to have less duration fox can correct if i'm wrong uh it's partially right actually um when it comes to non-damage magic related resists um you can actually end up with uh with partials that cause like less duration and stuff in some spells um, I don't remember if Paralyze is on that list in particular, but I guess this question can extend to, like, Silence and stuff Bar like that. Bar ailment spells. Yeah. Um, but what it does, is it provides, like, a magic evasion boost um, to that uh, that particular spell itself. 
Um, I don't believe it actually adds the trade itself, but then I'm not actually sure it because we have another question about the, it the later. The testing that's done would show that it has resist proc and it does not. Um, so I bet if we pulled up BG on this one, actually say it does not give resist or something. But then again, it could be wrong. But let's check that bar spell page while you two talk. Yeah, so basically, uh, Bar Paralyzer will help you outright resist it because it's going to add to that magic evasion check. So if you completely pass that check like in total, you resist the spell, and of course, the higher your magic evasion is, uh, the easier it is for your character. And that's what I had thought, which is generally why, if we're fighting something that is paralyzed and also silence, I'll do bar paralyzer on everybody and then run back and do like bar silencer on me. But then I read BG Wiki, and it's like, or something I read is like, oh, you cannot resist Don't blame outright. <laughs> there are some things you can't resist outright, like uh, terror. Um, terror is something that bypasses complete resistance, and you can get it like resisted down to one second where it'll pop on and pop off, but you can't actually completely resist it. Um, paralyze you can, though, uh, but it's not... Um, oh, I lost my train of thought on that one, to be totally honest. The whole debacle is also with, like, ice spikes, too. I'm just like... That's actually what I was... Yeah, you're right. That That's what I was going to, to bring it back into. Um, I think the problem with, with saying the bar paralyzer doesn't work and you're thinking about ice spikes is that the ice spikes themselves proc so fast and so often that it's hard to tell if your bar paralyze is actually helping or your even your bar blizzard because you'll still see because of the frequency of attempts it will still continue to try to land and even like you mentioned before in our pre-talk like divine Karis, like usually i do that but it's just like immediately back on that's probably because it's been like you know hammered through yeah it's like did my hand swap swap correctly like why isn't this working and you start to doubt your own divine caress but really it's just because of the number of attempts against it I don't see something definitive here on if it gives resist or not, but I think it was only more recently something we came across Fox in general, not you and I, but that was found somewhere from someone was that they just give an extra magic evasion. I'm pretty sure they do not give resist, and I'm I guarantee someone's going to make a comment or something about that. But I'm going to just good. Hopefully they'll correct us or hopefully they'll yes, update something. the wiki. Particularly with the Barpetra part of this question, too, because I'm actually in the camp where I believe that Barpetra helps resist against stun only because it shares uh, stun shares the same buff slots as uh, terror, which can't be fully resisted. So that one's kind of out, but it shares it with petrification also like those will override each other um, in a specific order. I actually forget the order right now, but I usually know it um, because of that, that buff slot and because of how spaghetti the code in this game is and the fact that I've seen. I want to say that I've seen my red mage resist a stun with the actual resist message because there's two different messages that you can receive in game when you go to resist something. You get one that says resist with an exclamation point, and that means your trait kicked in. And then you get one where it says you don't receive the effects of the spell or or it missed or it's a very specific message that's different. Yeah. And I could swear that I've seen my red mage who has inherently resist petrify as a trait as, as part of being a red mage. I, I swear I've seen it where I went to go get stunned and it said resist with an exclamation point. I just did not get the screenshot for it. And well, when because was this? of that, because your idol set or whatever, you could have had like a staunch tathom or something too, right? Not that that, that actually wouldn't have given you the message. Have, it's not a trait. Only the trait gives that message. Yeah. So I, I would like someone to prove me wrong because it could just be a placebo effect. And, and I admit that. Um, but in practice, it seems like, and again, this can, this can boil down to, to placebo and i don't even like using the phrase it seems like but it seems like it does actually help but i, hold I on, there's hold just on, been Fox. no testing you mean eyeballing 
yeah, eyeballing. Yeah, I feel really bad about that, but yeah. So it was the only, even the white mage got an auction house refers to the only thing that we're referring to now is that since stun and petrify and um, what's the third one there? Terror? Terror, Terror yeah. Uh, since they all occupy the same slot that using Bar Petra will impact them. And it could go either way there, and that's just the assumption that's been done, and there's never been any definitive testing anyone's ever seen, which is why it's not in the White Mage Guide. It just refers to that very tidbit right there of it seems plausible. But also, when it comes down to stuff like that, there's typically not a good bar status ailment to put on besides that. So even if we don't know, there's generally often not a better one to put on anyway. Yeah, I mean, if they do like MD for sure, you know, do bar amnesia, but if there's nothing else, then you might as well just slap a bar petra on there. Yeah, and I mean, it wouldn't even really be difficult to test either, I, I guess, because all you'd have to do is go into Esha, throw away any Vor Seals that could potentially interfere, and then go fight, like, Sangbuya in uh, in Ryzen Jima, because it constantly spams stun. And eventually, you would think you would see a resist if your only resistance available would be Petrification, um, but I just haven't done this. Maybe I'll do this after the show. I, I was really hoping that someone would do the work for me and just prove me wrong. You, you know, know, I was going to say, from the way you, you're talking about it and the way it sounds from you, it's just going to be you. And, yeah. And anyone could do it, just sub Red Mage, but I'm sure. And That's true. If it happens, it'll be in the Fox Danger Lab section of the Discord. So for I saw today we had like 80 people acting in the Discord. And we had like like 150 joins so far, so I'm ridiculous. So I'm, uh, the Discord's actually pretty hopping. I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of conversations going on today. That's for sure. And they were all pretty good. It wasn't bullshit conversations. Yeah. And even though Saito joined, I'm like, oh boy, here's this fucking, this douche. But even though... Oh, you know, yeah, that guy sent me messages, like, about uh, did he? how Odyssey works. Oh. Yeah, he was he was trying to tell me... Know. Well, he was trying to tell me that um, the thing where you can get, like, triple... Or you can get nine times modifier for, like, every mob in a run. But... And apparently he was saying that maybe I had said that I had said something like that on like a previous show where no. you can only get nine times on the first mob. And then oh, otherwise, yeah. yeah, yeah, we we know we, we definitely already knew that you could get nine times on every single mob. We just don't pop that many mob amplifiers. It's just not worth like if we were farming other tier threes and Bumba, we would probably do that, you know, but it just burns through your segments so quickly. And and we try to make sure that we're we're at least at parity with our farm. Our segment farm as opposed to our, our spending rate, or at least that's why, if why I try to schedule the way I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, even I was going to say, even Saito was contributing to the discussion and putting in the unused, like the Adeline, uh, fan, like concept art and stuff that was, yeah. you know, even, even, you know, so even, even he was exceeding my expectations. We actually don't have, I'm sure we're going to get people that join that are. You know, at a certain point, you hit that critical mass, you get people to join that are going to get kicked, but we haven't had to actually kick anyone yet, so. No. Which is good. And honestly, like, it may have sounded negative the way I was approaching it, but it was still good looking out that he was trying to bring that up and just trying to make sure that information comes forward. Yeah. Some people may not know. I didn't know that you can use a manga fire every time to maintain three separate nine times bonuses. Yep. Didn't know that. But I wouldn't have known that because I don't have the points to burn, you know, the extra. For like Delande or something stupid? Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. anyway because. Yeah, there's there's no world where we're going to do that on less than an A3 or whatever. But, uh... So here's another thing that every white mage should probably cast that they don't cast. And what is that, Carrot? Uh, that is Auspice, so. Yes, please. And what is Auspice also good for? Uh, making your red mages very upset. Uh, screw those red mages. Yeah, why are they so upset about Auspice? I mean, it's just uh, it's just subtle blow, right? Or uh, I guess Dark Knights as or well. Paladin. Or Paladin, if you're Martell, because yeah. 
Oh, sorry. No other paladin besides Martell would care. I don't know, Fox. That's you fair, seem actually. to be a red mage, so. Which also goes hand in hand in glove here with Martell's the only paladin that complains they haven't given paladin Uriel Blade. <laughs> yeah, he keeps bringing that up. Actually. Yep, yep. He's itching for it, and he wants to be paladin exclusive. I bet. Yeah. So, uh, Auspice overrides end spells, and that includes end dark and end light. Um, as paladin, though, I don't cast end light nearly as much as I should, and honestly, I don't really feel I have that many bad accuracy issues. So it's kind of whatever. Um, Dark Knights lose a major attack bonus from it, though, so that's something to look out for. And then Red Mages, of course, have their precious high damage end spells. Um, so if your strategy is end spells with Red Mage, and Red Mage is a main source of DPS in that way, uh, just make sure you're not auspicing them. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, well, you're, you're, you're right there. Not even that, because if the subtle blow isn't useful to the group, let's say you're doing an ambuscade or something and it doesn't matter, or an odyssey farm and it doesn't really matter. And it can matter for certain mobs. I would still do it anyway. But... Well, for, it, it can it, matter for certain does. mobs because you might avoid a TP move, or if you happen to be fighting rams with a fetter or something, it can be useful to kill it before it gets a move off. Yep. But in general, just it's not always useful. And if you have, say, like, Ifrit giving you a powerful end spell or something, you don't want to take that away. So... I think use, those cases are very rare. Yes, it, it's rare, yes. but use your judgment. It's not an always thing. It's a general should basically, be Basically, auspice is always helpful because the 25 subtle blow that it provides if your white mage is geared properly because you're, you've got to wear your Empyrean feet to help give that bonus. Um, it actually is it's 25% subtle blow, which is 25% less TP fed to the mob. Um, it may not be like something that you can eyeball, but you can notice throughout the fight, the fight can just feel a little easier when you have that much subtle blow on there. And it's not something that's going to be game-changing, like if you're going full-on cheese subtle blow strats, but it is something that will 100% of the time actually be beneficial. It just may not be more beneficial than, like, the end spell damage if that's your strategy, or if, you know, it might not be better than the Dark Knight's end dark if they need that that uh, that actual end dark to hit their attack cap, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just something to be mindful of. But otherwise, yes, make a habit of always doing it because it does just straight up help your party for basically free. And there's always like coordination. Like, uh, I used to have a Dark Knight friend and I just do auspice first and then shut up. <laughs> but like Ow. for for like ambuscade that only lasts like it's five minutes, you just start with auspice and then they do end dark and then everybody's happy, you know? Yeah, I honestly, I thought I was one of the few white mages out there that, that did that. It's nice to actually talk to someone who actually uses auspice. Because even our other white mage in our group, I usually have to ask for auspice. And he's a very good white mage. So like a lot of them don't know really what the benefit is or it doesn't occur to them to use it. So it's just a, not a common thing that you see. And sometimes perhaps that you don't want to use only boost strength for your DDs. Let's say you have a group <laughs> of like thieves, blue mages that aren't using savage blade, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know reasons you wouldn't just use boost strength. You know you might want to use boost dex. That would be nice. It's true. It's like the G that um, only knows Indie Fury. Yeah, pretty much. The uh, boost strength is actually the one that I end up using the most, and usually it's because we have like two savage blade DDs and like one other DD that does something else. And like strength is always helpful towards F strength calculation, but you're you're right though. Um, you should take into consideration whether or not the majority of your DDs will actually use that strength. Because if you have like only a warrior and you know that they're spamming upheaval, you want to use boost fit. Like the boost strength isn't going to do as much for them. Um, so just kind of it's good for a white mage to have knowledge of like what weapon skill mods are actually there for the weapons in front of them. Like not everything is always going to be savage blade, despite what our you know meta states. 
and sometimes you will run into other shit. Like agility for rangers is huge. So it's twenty five plus the stats, but is there any gear that enhances boost spells? No. 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 So that's still twenty five is a good chunk to a stat though. And it stacks with other sources too, and that that's kind of an important point. Like Fenrir's plus seven or whatever. Or even if your Geomancer is giving you good buffs, it stacks with Indie Strength. Yeah, Indie Strength's nice. And let's not forget, too, when we're just be like, well, this is nice. Um, if you're capping attack, say on, like, a here practical situation, the first floor of Odyssey with your buffs, that strength is more important because uh, certain jobs that are one-handed and throwing stuff around are not to be taken for granted just to be capping strength. And even if they are in their weapon skill set, they're definitely probably... Not in their TP set, but if you're already capping attack, you know, having the extra strength could be more optimal for your, your DPS here, all things depending. But uh, first form, Odyssey, definitely strength would be better to go with an attack cause if you're capping because you yeah with buffs. As part of the damage calculation, um, there's something called a weapon rank, and you want to make sure that's as high as it is, and that's part of F strength or whatever. And you a lot of times people take for granted thinking that they're actually capping and they have like their highest version of their weapon rank for the weapon they're using. And they actually aren't. So that's a form of a DPS increase that a lot of people just don't take into account at all. It may not be the biggest increase, um, but it is still there. And it's often neglected, especially on light armor. Or, yeah, light you, armor jobs. I can tell you on Thief, since I have the F strength in my spreadsheet, never cap an F strength. Yeah, it's, it'll be super rough. And 25 won't always get you there either, but it's it still, still something to consider. Yeah. Also, the other thing is like a uh, boost strength may help your melees, but really doesn't really help you as much. So it. Like generally, I cast boost or boost mine on myself. If say we're gonna fight like Cerberus, I'll do boost strength and I'll run back and then do boost mine on myself to hopefully, I guess, get a lower tier of para. As uh, Fox corrected me earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you you basically have the idea right, and a lot of times people think that they're getting a resist when that when that happens. But but basically, um, you're insinuating that a white mage is going to buff people and then move away and then buff themselves, right? Wait, they have time for that. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it, basically, the higher mind you have in like a mind comparison, assuming that their version of paralyzes and static, um, there's like a there's like a, a differential in there that takes mind into account. Your the, the D mind component, and the higher your mind is, the weaker the paralyze would be if it landed on you. And it, it's of course a variable potency because sometimes NMs have um, or, or even mobs in general have static potency versions of what we have. Like I but. Uh, yeah, like ice spikes, um, but a lot of times you 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 don't you don't ever want to assume that. So basically, if you aren't going to evade it, and white mages have great magic evasion, but in those situations where you do end up with a para on you, it's pretty imperative that you be able to remove that as soon as you can. And ha- having as much mind as possible, if there is variable potency, uh, means that even if it lands on you, it should be easier to uh, to get it off without a proc. And see, pre-show, we talked about the mind and end thing. I did not know. I thought that, you know, you have your magic evasion and all that. I thought that adding mind increased your magic evasion specifically towards mind-based and feebles, like paralyzed That's and slow. That's what slow. I thought as well, yeah. Yeah, and in for the opposite, blind, bind, etc. And I did not know until Fox corrected me. I'm curious, actually, how this came into being understood. But it, I, I'm not going to doubt it, but I'm still curious. That it's not magic evasion, it just helps you resist the potency of, which is still useful, but I will not focus on mind and, and, and so, much of my magic evasion sets now. The reason is that um, it doesn't work the other way around. So, like, more mind doesn't add to your magic accuracy, and more int doesn't add to your magic accuracy. That's actually a common misconception people still think, 
is that uh, the amount of int you have will help you land like black magic stuff. It has nothing to do with that. It's all skill and magic accuracy. That's true. You stack mine to have a horrible paralyze on the mob. So, and I'm gonna say from the level 75 era is that would be one of the notions that was, uh, yep. you know, I actually didn't know that wasn't true too. I thought mind helped the magic accuracy of paralyze. Not just I knew it was. I absolutely knew it was potency and everything to go along with that. Of but course. I thought it also helped. Like I thought int was also part of magic accuracy for nukes because I it loved in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, everyone was saying that, so it's like, you know, whenever questioned that and I just accepted it for 16 years, 17 years, whatever, 15 years to be true. I think it's something that also needs to undergo retesting as well. Um, I think it's a point that got brought up by somebody in our discord. It might've been Martel, but I could be wrong. Let's give it to Martel. Cause he asked those good hard hitting questions yeah. like that. That but basically. Um, there are still like a lot of places where where people will still regurgitate that as as a thing, and it's it's actually I, I believe it was disproven, but not but not through any formal testing that it needs to. It just basically needs to be done because it is an out, outdated way of thinking. Um, basically, people thought they were getting partial resists in the past because deint in a uh, magic damage calculation actually matters for like the base damage of the spell, and when your int wasn't high enough, people thought that they were getting resists is basically what it boils down to. And they actually just didn't have high enough base damage compared to like another person next to them. So they thought they were getting resisted when it wasn't actually a thing. I know there was, was a big lower debate back in the day damage. of using uh, ints on certain black mage pieces like, um, yeah. I guess Mahatma slaps plus one with the eight int. It's eight, right? I think it was. Cause I think it was the... Yeah. The the Jada Jarita Sarawells or whatever it is from Jada Jody out there and and <laughs> Buffalo Wajam Woodlands yeah uh, I I think there was like the whole debate about that and then certain people using magic attack bonus versus an int ring for the sorcerer's ring as well the sorcerer's ring is ridiculous because there's a big bonus so they can't count that but just in general it was always a debate between like int versus magic attack bonus for black mages. At yeah. 75, it mattered because you had actually had to choose between the two in a significant way. And I could even be wrong about the reasoning as to, you know, what people thought back then. Um, I'm sure that I would have even been in that boat thinking that it mattered in that way, but uh, it, it just it just doesn't. Well, as long as you can say Jurita Sarawells without, you know, stuttering, <laughs> then <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name as I'm Jared, saying. Jared Sherwells. Yeah, the fucking Joshua Sarawells here. Oh, man. So did you guys know that white mages can dispel? <sighs> Not a lot of people do. Only if they were in Yanga set in their ambuscades. Yeah, for real. So the dispel thing, I actually never switched to dark arts to use dispel, and I actually just used dispel go like a fool. No, I mean before dispel go, that's what I would do. Like say for like glassy gorger. I mean you're really not doing anything anyway. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll dend in black. I'll just dis spam dispel. So it's like you know you always yeah. have access to it. But now even more so with dispel go. But it still costs a buttload of MP. Not that it really matters these days. But yeah, it, it, and that's kind of my my thought of it is it doesn't really matter. Like once you're like super geared. So like anyone who's like well, starting a white mage and listening to this, don't try to do that because you'll burn through your mp let's say but, you happen to have died because some things happened in your odyssey run and the bard slept and got cured on the angon mobs before hate was established from the tank and then <laughs> went over and killed the person let's say you get up then and your bard doesn't sing ballad on you because until you ask them to they won't sing on you even though you were dead and have no songs 
So in that case, you would not have the free MP for Dispelga on uh, your White Mage or, or much Scholar. Of, much of anything. Yes, or that's, much of anything. Spicy. spicy, that's a Scholar problem, though. <laughs> yes, yes, you see, I gave you the songs. Come back in ten minutes. <laughs> I'm busy using Mordant Rhyme. For people who don't know, that's that's a joke because our skull that happened to our scholar that was in our group last run. The poor bastard. Uh, see, I thought I fucked up because I was tanking it, and I was like, "How the fuck did our scholar die?" Because I never, I, I don't usually let people die. And it's like, me. yeah, unless it's you because you deserve it. But yeah, like I, I especially like the squishy members, like like uh, healers and stuff, people who shouldn't be in the shit, well, who shouldn't be getting direct hits and stuff. Like, I thought I fucked that up, and I was under that impression for, like, most of the run until we discussed it later. But yeah, like, if you're going to dispel gun stuff, just make sure that people have hate. Like, use your brain first. Um, and then once you have, like, a critical mass of gear, uh, you, you actually don't really spend much MP on White Mage. Like, most everything you do is either free or immediately, uh, like, like balloted back um, by your buffs. So really, Dispelga is, like, the only source of actual, like, negative MP usage that, that, that you're going to see, so I, 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 can, I can usually justify using it and, over switching arts. And it's good in, like, Odyssey when you pull the Halo mobs because they're, like, buffed with, like, Protect and Shell and whatever the hell else they have, so it's nice. Once, you know, hate has been established on everything, of course, to just <laughs> slap in a Dispelga, and also a Diaga, if, you know. Protect's a big deal. See, it needs to be dispelled. I like I like your idea for Diaga actually. Um, I actually wish that we would use Diaga more um, because it's not like they're gonna kill the tank. Like if all the mobs are awake, they're just gonna hit the tank for zero. Like most of the exactly, time. and at least everything has Dia. I've been uh... well. Some tanks don't take. Sorry, I... <laughs> we, we're sharing a push to talk button. Yes. Some tanks don't take zero. In fact, and yes. not just the Runefensive varietal. Some certain Paladin tanks that you get certain yes. pugs do not take zero. Well, I mean, talk at least observe a poll first before you do this. I, I guess, yeah, that should be a disclaimer. You're right. I've gotten blowback from the bard, though, also saying, like, hey, Diaga still doesn't make me, like, you know, one-hit kill things, so why even bother you making things harder? So, Well, on floor three and four, especially four, it especially matters. Can? And just because they're not one-hit killing doesn't mean that it doesn't impact the overall DPS, or maybe they don't two-shot it and there's 5% left, and that Dia would have changed that, so there you go. I have times where I don't get the full 50% when I should. Things happen. Yeah. And your buffs can also be in flux, too. Um, mm -hmm. I know that we use movement speed sometimes to, to speed up like slower areas, and then we have to have uh, our core reroll the buffs through, and a lot of times that kicks Chaos Roll off. So, you know, in that time, anything will help. Like, even Dia helps in that situation. As well as Dia, there's also uh, Banishka. Yes. Wait, but I don't want to just deal damage. Why do I care about Banishka? Yeah, Banishka is horrible damage. Why would I ever want to cast that? Well. What does Banishka do, vegetable <laughs> next <right>? to me? <laughs> well, if you're fighting undead, I mean, Foss can go into more detail, but well, it takes the... you know the answer. It, nah, you got it. It takes the weapon type penalty off uh, undead. I I don't know what the duration is for Banishka, um, but I think it's like. Hold on, I'll pull up oh, the BG oh, page because oh, I oh, know for okay. a fact. I think it's like thirty seconds. <laughs> I've edited this one. Yeah, um, that's actually something that I've had to tell a lot of white mages. Um, when when I'm not white mage, um, people actually have asked me why I'm nuking stuff before when I am on white mage, and it's well, it's because I'm hitting this with Banish three for a reason. I want to make sure that. You know, our sword users can hurt the skeletons. Yep. Our, so uh, 
Banishka 2 is 30 second duration, and Banish 3 is 45. But that may not sound long, but for how long will those fights go, a Banishka 2 is all you really need. Maybe cast one more time if there's some extra ones straggling. But Of note, if your damage is all blunt damage, do not cast Banish. I've heard someone say that I'm wrong for saying that, so I don't You're know if you want to go into more detail. Definitely not wrong. Uh, we've seen it, we've witnessed this on Vinapata actually, uh, where we had uh, everyone doing blunt damage, and um, their their damage was was just basically nerfed by a banish. That's what I thought, but then someone's like, "Oh no, you know." Like uh, same with I don't know if we want to go into this rabbit hole, but same with Tomahawk, you know. Uh, I don't know about Tomahawk, but I imagine because the mechanics are similar, it's probably the same sort of code that gets reused. So it wouldn't surprise me if Tomahawk would do the same thing, but I honestly don't know. So I don't know how it interacts on the opposite spectrum for bonuses. It might, but uh, so essentially my understanding of Banish is that it temporarily lowers the STT value because skeletons, ghosts, stuff like that resist physical damage and it piercing and slamming. yeah it reduces that penalty so banish three reduces that penalty by 90 percent. so if it's minus 50 percent, you'd take 90 percent off of that and you would yep. yeah but uh i didn't know that banish would make the bonus lower that sounds very odd spaghetti it is it is odd it is very spaghetti yes and I wouldn't be so adamant about it if I didn't actually see it happen, like, multiple times. There's been no public testing on Banish since this incomplete test in 2009. You know, we're going to run into a recurring theme when it comes to age-related <laughs> things, where, where these, these obscure stuff that, like, nobody knows how to use or, or even why they would use it, it constantly just doesn't get tests. The BG page is actually very good for this, despite the missing information. Let's see. For example, Banish against a... Let's see, Banish 3. Banish 3 against a ghost... With minus 25% against slashing and piercing, I remember doing this, and minus 50% against blunt, would reduce their resistance to my, uh, about 2.5% slashing and 5% blunt instead. So you're effectively taking 45% off of yeah. that minus 50% penalty there against blunt, against a ghost, which not having your damage cut in half is a huge thing in Odyssey if you're not... Because you can just bust through these mobs and not have to change up to lesser weapons if you're doing more damage with, like, Shining One or something. Yeah. And I don't know if you know offhand, Fox, but from what I recall, like, Banish Caps with gear, like, very easily. I remember before I went Bananas on Banish Plus gear, but I only needed, like, I don't know, something minuscule to actually cap it out, but... Honestly, I still go Bananas on it. Um, that's probably correct, though. I probably just go overboard. I just haven't retooled the set, and it gets the job done at very low opportunity costs. Like, I have a damage banish set, and I have a potency-related da damage set. And the potency one, I just tossed all that in there. But you're, you're probably right. I should have reevaluated, and then maybe I can save some inventory slots. You definitely could, because you don't need to have a little bit there to cap out. So you can, as we just said, it'll take the ghost down to 5%. With banish plus gear, you can take it down to plus minus zero. So the ghost will take full damage from everything for the duration. Cool. Uh, let's see... It's like I'll have something to do after the show. Yeah. That, that, that right helps. on top of it, while, while I test Sanguia. Because you probably already carry like the Piety Mitts or something. Yeah, or Fanatic's Gloves. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got all of the gear, actually. It just all slaps on. I've got the beret, the Jokushu chain, all that shit on there. The the cape. Yeah, I went overboard. It'd be nice to have all those inventory slots back. Yeah, I use it all. What? Yeah. Yeah. Even the Fenian ring? Please tell me not the Fenian ring. 
Actually, I don't have that. Fucking, look, where's this cape come from, this Spurs' cape? I honestly don't even remember. Gestalt. I've oh. had it forever. Fucking Gestalt and Eshazita. Yeah, sure. Man, that is going to be one rewarding uh, inventory slot to get back. Yeah, you might only be able to carry, like, what, just a I don't remember mess? what it caps out. I think it's like 50 or something. I, I don't remember. I should be able to just research it, though. Like, just, just knowing that and knowing that I can save inventory now feels great. I think the problem is, um, so it has all the, the fractional values here, um, like 64 slash 256 for Banish here. It only has the percentages for the gear instead of the fractal values. If you had the fractal oh. value, you could quickly add to the cap there. So you would have to convert it over to 256. But Honestly, yeah, I mean, you could. And honestly, even if you're off by like 0.5%, which is usually what ends up happening, that was like a big thing with like gear haste back in the day and people caring about that. Um, and it's still important. But for something like this, like you might be off by 0.5%, which will get floored in all calculations usually. Um, so you'll be like a 1% I mean, off. Yeah. I want to say that you'd cat banish three with just one piece here. Oh man, that'd be wonderful. Excuse me while I just keep the hands. Because they're useful. Awesome. Because um, uh, it, it's the lower tier banishes that it would matter for. Because you could bring those lower tiers like Banish Katu. You would need more gear for here. To, you could bring that up to cap. It's 179 at 256. So you wouldn't need too much still. But Banish 3 should cap with a single piece of meaningful gear here. It's really sad that you actually said that. Because now I'm probably going to keep other pieces of gear. Because well, I, I cast Banish on every job where it's available. Like, I'll actually sub White Mage on Scholar a lot of the time just for can that. Can you get more than Banish 1? Uh, I think you could Banish 2. If you have Banish 2, you're That's fine. 70%, yeah. Yeah, Banish 2 is 70%, so if I think. you would just need... Uh, so like the Beret, you would need 30%, so something. just... Let's see, yeah, the Beret is 25, so you just need an extra 5%, so the chain from uh Or uh, they might Bayako. be able to wear Fanatic's gloves, I don't remember. Uh, if you just wear the Fanatic's gloves, you cap just Banish 2 yeah, and Fanatic's gloves, banished, yeah. then... Yeah, you get banished too on uh, on Scholar. Uh, yeah, it was back no, from Fnatic, when I was Fnatic doing. Uh, what's that? Fanatics gloves are white mage only. But yeah, um, oh, yeah. Apaka beret and out of the Miyoshi rod, which I don't think you'd carry. But the Jokoshu chain. chain with Kathy yeah. I'm banished too. Sweet. So you only need to carry three pieces of gear on white mage then, I guess. Yeah, I remember I was doing like really hilarious testing around Rapture because no one had like tested Rapture in like the longest time. I ended up editing a bunch of the PG pages for that, or the PG page for that. Why? Thank you. And. Yeah, uh, but uh, but um, scholars can actually pump out really funny damage on Banish too, really with a Daybreak and Rapture. Yeah. Oh, Daybreak. Oh yeah, it's five digit damage on Banish too. It's pretty funny. That's funny. Yeah, it would not burst it. I would love to actually burst it and see what happens when I hit the thirty k magic burst with Banish too well, on Scholar. Carrot says you're Scholar. Can't you make a skill chain? It's true. I could, but I didn't test that. Uh, different arts. Um. So, didn't occur to me. Carrot says she will not read this here. So, unfortunately, I will have to read this note here. Enfeebling on White Mage from when fights are longer than, quote, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. For example, <laughs> Classy. Sil silencing Mbose, paralyzing Bumba to hopefully eat Dispelgas, etc. Addle to give DDs more of a fighting chance to resist Enfeebles. I hope you tipped your fedora during the thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam, the money's in the counter, ma'am. <laughs> But, you know, the great there thing about how Red Mage is more potent and paralyzing and stuff like that 
Uh, when silence is on, the mom doesn't care. So anyone landing silence is of equal potency. Yeah, and immunobreaks are a real thing. And people helping you immunobreak is great. It's important, some would say. And sorry, abject, but you can silence on white mage and not always just red mage. Oh, I'm sure he knows that. He's going on strike now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows that. I know, but Adric always wants to go red mage. The scholar lately. Honestly, I really like having a red mage in a party most of the time. Most of the time. But uh, yeah, like I, I've I've seen so many ambuscades where the white mages don't silence the mobs in ambuscade, and they're like they're actually silenceable. Um, just blows my mind. Um, they're even on the immunobreak pants. Just do it. <laughs> oh, the pants from the bird tier one. Oh, and... I thought you said Chironic. Yeah, Chironic yeah, hose. Yeah, Chironic. Those hose. Yeah, they're they're on there. Just silence mobs. Like that's what the immunobreak is for. That's why all those jobs can wear it. Do you have a toggle for immunobreak, or do you just always cast silence on white mage in the Chironic hose? I have very nice Chironic hose, so I only use those. If you did not have dark matter Chironic hose. <laughs> With like 60 plus magic accuracy on them. Do they really yeah. have 60 plus? Yeah, it's pretty gross. What the fuck? I've never seen 60 plus. And they, and they have 15 mind. Oh. Oh, is it six? Wow. Whoa. So 60 plus as in the augment or just total? Total. Total. Okay, okay, that's different. I thought you had an augment of 60 plus. I'm like, isn't the cap oh, yeah, 50 that... for dark matter and 40 for normal? But No, I think it, it's actually 30 and 30. And then they also have 20 on them. I, I, I think know dark matter is like 10 world, higher on. So yeah, 30 and 40. Something like that. But I think in a perfect world, like you can get somewhere in the ballpark of like 80 Mac on those on those legs. Them which bad is boys. Legs. So yes, I would wear them all the time. Um, but no, it doesn't make any sense to wear them if you're trying to like paddle something, which more white mages should do. Um, or even if you're you're trying to help with like uh like say you're a sub red mage and you have access to like frazzle or something. Well that's the glory for of whatever reason. Sets. Yeah, yeah, you have different sets. I mean, I love Adol. Like, it's so upsetting that not a lot of people ever cast it ever. You're correct. Or, like, yeah. much of anything. I don't really see anything. Cure, please. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, Adol reduces magic accuracy from the mob uh, for people who don't know. And that's the benefit that most people focus on. Casting what time, Adol... too. For... Yes, the casting time thing is actually really huge, especially in that six uh, Momol Jaw caster one. When red mages land Adol 2, usually they cast the entire time and then die. It's super great. Like they, there's way less casts that get off when you when you put that on. It's like negative fast cast. It's amazing. Here's another thing that white mages don't typically do that they should. I think this is more of a fox one. Well, I don't know. You both do it. <laughs> well, and yeah, it's cool. but I think he's like more heroes. Yeah, <laughs> Asperga. Yeah, I mean you you have your sub scholar because you're not a bad white mage and. You have access to Asper. Oh, that's a pretty loaded statement. I happen to sub uh, summoner Red for Mage? the oh, auto refresh and the extra clear mind. Thank you very much. You can get the fuck out of my party. I think there's some conserve um, MP there as well. No, no, he does it for Gru to Haska. Oh yeah, clearly Haska won. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so there are anyway. there are reasons to sub Red Mage if like you need access to the enfeebling kit in there, but. Don't do it because you think refresh and convert is better than being subscholar. It's it's not. It's not even close. Uh, maybe you need to flurry people. Like that could be part of a strat. That's for sure. But um, there's, there's times to sub red mage. It's just you know like very, maybe very super rare. maybe yeah. one out of every fifty times. That's that's super generous. It's not often too that we can sit here and go. Well, this job only really has one sub job, but this is a case. You know, it's true. There, you know, you may mew and yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're you right. may use like, something else, but you know. 
48 out of 50 times it is Subscholar. Maybe maybe 98 out of 100 times it's Subscholar. That's so pretty generous. Yeah, I'm usually one to say, hey, there's a lot of different ways you can go about stuff. But with White Mage, there's there's a clear winner in, in almost all situations. And there's the efficiency you get from Subscholar is really stupid. Sometimes you need to use Elemental Seal, though, Fox. Or Cocoon. Hoo-hoo. It also helps your ability to enfeeble, and it also smooths out some of your enhancing sets, too, just from being in the right arts, because it'll raise your natural skill and everything. It's just everything it does is so amazing for white. It's hard to replace, honestly. Uh, but yeah, like as far as Asper's concerned, switch over to Dark Arts. If you're in Dynamis, you're at least double Dark Weather at that time, so you know you're going to get some hot Obi action. And then you can be stupid like me and hit Manifestation and then just Asper everything in the pull. I, I absolutely love doing that. It looks really cool, and it makes people panic. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I'll do it when I only have like 200 MP missing, too. <laughs> just, just to fuck with people. It's kind of fun. But yeah, Asper Wyverns, Asper Mage Mobs, um, Asper whatever you can, um, as long as you need it. It's really nice fuck. if like somebody blows up a ninja and their name's Spicy. Oh. And then like you, you have to raise his ass and like three other people who weren't ready for it. Remember and the then, time uh, I died 13 times in a Dynamis run? <laughs> that was a pretty legendary run, man. I was on Geo for that run. Though. I think number two was like they died three Only times. Only 13? I think I died 13 times and the other people died three times. But to be fair, I kept getting funny. hate from doing damage and other people were not getting hate from doing damage. I was on Geo. So, um... Asper your balls off, some might say. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to get caught up. Um, it, it's just a, a, it's a tool that people don't think about because they're on white mage and they don't think, hey, dark magic. Um, but make sure you have a set for it too. Otherwise, just increasing your dark magic skill isn't going to get you all the way there. Like at the end of the day, you're not a dark knight or a black mage. So just pay attention to that. I mean, I don't know if we want to go into this, but before I found out the Asper kick, I used to Bailey on white mage do Mystic Boon, which is also good, but I mean, just mm. sitting back and just doing Asper is so much better in, in Sometimes you can't. I have also done that. Asper every time. I have also done that because of how good Mystic Boon is. Instant convert without the, you know. You know, not... Yeah. See, the thing is, we say you only use Subscholar and then, you know, well, how do you get TP to use Mystic Boon then? You see, for me, I was always the white mage in our, our, our quote-unquote main party when we used to do Dynamis, and we always had a uh, Corsair with Tactician's roll on. So if I ever found that I was in weird MP issues because someone was doing something dumb and I had to raise them a lot, that actually isn't that spicy. It's that someone else we both know. Um, <laughs> Shockwave? What, what ends up happening is I'll, I'll have to raise them a lot and stuff, and sometimes I'll just like lock my club for a little while and just like get to a thousand TP or whatever, and I'll just go Mystic Boon something. I was going to say, a big problem people are going to have is because in their swaps, they're going to have Bullabunga or whatever for the refresh, and uh, you know, not you everyone. Daybreak? Daybreak, all yes, I'm... Daybreak. I'm sorry, I'm from the last generation. All I'm saying is that you shouldn't go into Dynamis Sandoria expecting to tank a run on Dancer. <laughs> well, because Orcish Counter Stance is going to rape you. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for Counter Stance, you got something there, but <laughs> right, you uh, how did as a white how was that not considered? Made you should be ready for everything. <laughs> how how oh. is that not considered? I think I think uh, Fan Dance may have been overvalued. <laughs> uh, I mean, after what, like five hits, and it's just like what twenty percent or something. If that... well, when you have, when you have five out of five Fan Dance, you know you feel invincible. Oh, oh, I moved my marriage just for this. 
but uh it's i i have to talk shit about it because it's something that occurred and it was absolutely ridiculous and people need to understand that five out of when, five, when you man. make when you make ridiculous decisions yeah sometimes you can be doing groundbreaking stuff but some stuff you should just put a little bit of thought into you could probably get away with something like that in like windhurst well or you have to Bastok. think you know when you're varying from the meta you have <laughs> you have to really account for <laughs> what the fuck? if you're varying from the meta for a reason or you're just trying to be special because if you're going to vary from the meta WTF is vary from the meta? Then you need to actually account for things if you're going to vary. There's a reason that some things What are... if you can't count? <laughs> what it's if you're spicy. Five out of five. When I do stupid, crazy, quirky things, I just do it all willy-nilly without any, you know, without the hours of thought that go into it. But, <laughs> you know, if you're going to vary from the meta, you should really keep these basic things in mind. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time. So if you do happen to use Mystic Boon, it's uh, great. It shouldn't be overlooked as often as it is. Well, you well, explain to people, Fox, because most people are in the backline as white mage that don't want to run in. Maybe they're not confident in not taking too much damage. Or I would not say the normal white mage should be doing this. Yes, yes, right, it, yes. Oh yeah, correct. So maybe you want to frame this a little. That's more. why I said like I used to do Mystic Boon, so I'm like, oh, I can just stand back and do Asper, and you know. That's why I gave the particular scenario before I started making fun of the scenario. It's like, a scenario it, no one will encounter because no one runs with a jackass that thinks fan dance will stop. Well, no, th this is the, what, what, what's the important takeaway from that is this is a run where I was in a group where I had tactician. Okay. And yeah. I used that as an MP battery. And that's some of the things that you can think of to kind of play around MP issues if you're in like a suboptimal group or a pub group where that's probably going to be suboptimal. You know, that's so. How do I lock my weapon in, Fox? I don't understand. Uh, just keep swapping. What do I type? Uh, well, you make sure that you're, you have a different equip set uh, that does not have a weapon swap in it. Or you can or, just type slash slash GS yes. disable main. Slash slash or GS main disable main. Yeah. You can set up something in your Lua where you actually have a toggle that will lock your, uh, your weapon in shield slots. That's actually something that I do often. It's uh, Windows W for me on almost do all jobs. Do you use uh, RS no, no, I just I just run my own. It's really easy. Yeah, it's just if you send this command, it disable head whatever. I just type or not disable head, but, weapon. Uh, yeah, disable weapon. It it's basically saving me from typing that. Or all my Lua's so, actually have a lock function. I would just hit all yeah, F twelve. No, Arslan yeah. has a lock. Yeah, but I include that on all my jobs because sometimes um, there are situations where I would have a, a weapon swap and I don't want it to. Uh, that sort of thing. So I like it to be there and not use it, or, you know, rather than need it and not have it sort of thing. Since there's still some bugs in my pup Lua, uh, I don't know if I want to admit this, but in order to get around those bugs while we're doing certain things, like say we're fighting Henwin, to counter the bug of, uh, let's say AM3 comes on and the sets aren't toggling properly anymore, even though I fixed the problem, but the problem <laughs> of equipping sets doesn't, it has some conflictions there and I have to fix that. I may just possibly uh -oh. be locking in the gear <laughs> the whole time. It's the correct gear, and it still swaps for weapon skills and all the job yeah. stuff, but I may be just circumventing fixing my Lua while we fight stuff as pup seriously. So by just dying to it? No, 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 no. That's not, that's, not, that's not where we're dying to it at all. Actually, I started locking in gear so we could have a better run, and it's been a little better. But I, I may just be uh, perhaps locking in my gear to avoid fixing my Lua. That's fair. Hey, it works. It's effectively what I want. It's just not doing it without me manually overriding it.
But nonetheless, Enfeebles, use them, great. So, Cure Skin. Ooh, it's just a heads up, my computer's doing something weird right now. Uh-oh. I don't know. So, I don't know if I just cut out. Can you just no, no not your hair. Can you can you describe the ruckus? Uh, the ruckus because you just cut out. You you actually just cut out too. Uh, what's the ruckus? No, I was. It's a it's with a, your computer. It's a reference to. Never mind. Oh. Oh yeah, like my power went out earlier, and it likes the blue screen. So now it's like doing this like weird freeze thing that was happening at Odyssey yesterday. There's just something going on that I got to fix. So that's just Windows update. Is it again? a laptop? Is it a laptop? I don't know. Is no, it the, is it the potato? Oh, no, 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 I don't play on the potato. Like, I have a laptop that's, like, really nice, and the potato's on my shelf over there. I'm looking at it right now. And then this is my tower. Like, this is um, this is a computer that should not be having this problem. Sounds like some weird issue. Could be also, I don't know, we'll, we're not going to speculate in an episode. Yeah. Um, so, CureSkin, when you're anticipating a huge AoE, for example, like AoE needles or AoE fucking the group up, Unfaltering bravado, yeah. Uh, Cure skin is awesome, and it's the re- I think it's the reason that white mages mostly just sit in solace and never change to misery. No one wants to be yeah. miserable, Fox. I you mean, know, you're not wrong. I, I appreciate that. See, I don't play white mage, but I do appreciate this fact that I understand this bit, and I'm glad that SE added an SU five for white mage that actually makes misery useful. What? Although, <laughs> well, yeah, Yagrush still exists, but. If I was a white mage, I would not make Yag Rush because I actually have a white mage. It's a mule, and I haven't used it since Abyssia. But in the Abyssia era, Blackie get off the keyboard. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> I enjoyed um, playing misery because you had to be up front yeah. for auspice and had to have yeah, it on but you. If you, because you have awesome magic evasion, because you're a white mage, then it's it's poopy trash garbage. It does not work. Yes, but Fox is talking about using the Enyanmo for idle, so you actually get hit with it. That's yep. horrible. That's not. I horrible. have I have a different idle set for when I'm in misery, so that it will land. Well, I mean, it's and not this, horrible, this stems... but just like a horrible idea to have to go through that. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's inherently flawed. Yeah, but this stems from Shaw runs, um, like killing Shaw, like the the old fashioned way with brute force. You know, and uh, not just uh, not just like summoner burning it or something. Like we would actually go in and melee him to death, and. Uh, I think it's like Besiegers Bane or something like that. It's the zombie move. That is Besiegers Bane, yes. Yeah, so that move right there can actually be handled by uh, Asuna. Um, if you're in misery status, you'll actually just take all the zombies off your entire party. It's really sweet. The problem that I ran into, though, is that I really like my idol sets on White Mage, and I have a fuck ton of magic evasion, so I actually resisted zombie and the rest of my party did. Can't you just, like, so, Benny it off? or? I don't think you can Benny it off. I think you can, I but I mean, you, you, you can it. hit with Besiegers Bane more than once during a shot fight. It's possible. Maybe that's what it was. I remember I, it's the only thing I was considering after a while was just, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make sure that I get zombied so that I, I can take it off everybody and nobody will die. Yeah, because the alternative is just like, ah, sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. Yeah. Too many sacrifices to make. Way too much going on there. And also, I mean... Let's see. Because I remember you'd alternate like Asylum, and then you have at least your ability to like Benny it off. But oh man, back in our earliest days um, with my with with the group I ran with a long time ago, that that Link Shell, like when we were first starting everything up, those fights were were much longer than what Asylum would have covered. Uh, I think like we would fight Shaw for like twenty minutes. I mean, that, 
I like, mean, our shots shot. would last, like, at least five minutes, but, like, the most dangerous part, I think, is when it gets under 50, when it can, like, charm everybody, I think, is right. what... Well, yeah, under yeah. 50 is potential uh, to do it. It's not guaranteed. The Manchuri is more likely to do it. Um, but are you saying 20 minutes for the whole fight or 20 minutes just for Shaw? Oh, it used to take us 20 minutes for uh, the whole fight. Okay, no, that, that's a good time back in the day. That's a very good time. Okay. But I remember it used to always just cut it close, and zombie is one of the big things that we had to deal with, so... One day I, I just happened to, I, I was up there and I had happened to get zombied. I think I was like repro shelling everyone. And I was like, oh shit, well, and I'm decided I'm just going to try this, Asuna. And I was like, oh, did you know Asuna can remove zombie? And then everyone in the group started doing it. No, that's good. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know that Asuna could take off zombie because I was thinking like this full cure even take off zombie and I don't think it does. It should. It's a full yeah, cure. Yeah, it's really weird. Zombies are really weird. It only effects. takes off what a race can or something stupid. I thought what yeah. full cure does more than just a race, right? Yeah, it, it takes off all the status effects, but all with an asterisk. I don't think it actually removes zombie. I mean, I guess we could roll into a Zebioso and Oh my it god, out, the but... fucking BG page is garbage copy yeah, paste really from horrible. 17 years ago. I'll fix this. This is bad. Um, <laughs> it is a wall of text, yes. It is. Yeah, this is disgusting. Um, I was in there earlier today when I was researching uh, full cure stuff when I was talking to Carrot about it. Did you know it takes off Kostra? I actually did not know that. Uh, I actually didn't know that Benediction takes off Kostra, but apparently I knew that. Benediction oh, I knew takes that. off Kostra. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Mute is another one too for uh, for full cure because well, it has you can't like a little asterisk on it, but I don't know what that means. So cannot be carried one from certain enemies. Like what does that even mean? It doesn't have an example, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, see, the, I think the example to find that auction has posted this. There. Yeah, let's see what else here is unusual. Maybe it means like aura because I just see it has sleep, poison, paralyzed, blind. Maybe it's like auras or something. Who knows? I like the idea of misery, and I like the idea that misery exists for people like pre agrush It's really important for them to get used to that style of play. It was so um, good, like when you actually got hit by everything and not had to worry about am I just gonna resist this and then get screwed. And if you think about it, like newer white mages are general. That's generally going to be the case with them. Like it. it Getting used to switching into misery is something that's that's that you should really start with practice on, like when you are new. And then it's cool that, that like you wean yourself off of it because you already have the knowledge of what misery will do in a pinch if you absolutely need it later. So I think it's like a really good way to learn white mage is to is to be forced to use misery and like not start with the hag rush because it, it kind of teaches you good habits on like learning what your abilities do. Could Sorry, the cats are fighting. We need to stop the cats from fighting. That's fine. I mean, uh, this was originally just based off of like, Cure Skin, and I went on a Misery tangent. But No, I mean, Misery used to be great back when I used to do Melee White Mage with Enlight and the Accuracy, as well as like the increase to Banish. Okay, here's a rabbit hole. Uh, they really... White Mage has a reason with Misery to be on the front line, and White Mage has no practical gear of which to make that reasonable like it did back in the day before all the gear was eye-level. So they should really probably give White Mage more stuff like Nayame gear, but not Nayame gear. Just, you know, my two cents on or that. Or fix club yeah. weapon skill, or at least like whatever Club White weapon mage skills are really lacking. They're, I think they're one of the uh, worst in terms of damage well, to Well, as far as what a White Mage can have, you have Yagrush, and then like, what else really do you have, which is like low SU5, damage. baby! Woo! You have Daybreak. Until well, the yeah, break for Sair Strike, but if it's strong to magic, then what? Really then you're screwed. But then you're, the then weapon skills themselves are pretty lackluster. Black Halo is pretty nice, and and Judgment as well, but they're not Basically, nice enough. Uh, in a in a world where uh, Rangers are doing like crazy true flight things, you can actually do the same thing with Club. 
Hold on, guys. I want to be white mage on front line. No, I mean it's the same thing. Please with red don't. Mage, you know. Yeah, red mage can do it too. Yeah, exactly. Like you, sh- you shouldn't. Like you should know where to draw that line and why you're in the party. Like just because you can do it doesn't mean you're benefiting the party by doing it. And that's why I'm, I'm so against Geo doing crazy things like that because Geos can pump out really stupid damage with these weapon skills. Just because you choose to can doesn't mean <laughs> you should choose to can. Yes, please don't choose to do or can. But, uh, but yeah, like Daybreak does a lot for it. And the physical ones are extremely lackluster, though. So I, I will the, agree there. What's the cap on Cure Skin? So the cap on Cure Skin, it has it's sort of like a... It has a hard cap on the actual cure itself of 300. And then your uh, your actual auspice plus gear, which should cap out about 24%, is based off of the actual amount that the cure would have healed. Not how much it actually heals, but how much it would have healed. So you can actually get some pretty solid numbers off of that a lot of the time. So because, even, uh, even though it caps, you could still make a set that exceeds the cap of the auspice gear because you yeah. want to do less damage. Even you cure in it anyway. That's the stuff you cure yeah, anyway. So. so. Yeah. So what was that before you said like four hundred something? It's three hundred. Well, no, 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 not three hundred is the cap, and then whatever goes over yes. it, the twenty-four. So that's the that's yeah. the soft cap. It sounds confusing, but you basically start at three hundred because you're always going to get the three hundred most of the time, anyway. Um, always, most of the time. Um, so you're going to get the three hundred, but what will happen is you will also get the additional effect from your auspice gear, and it will add to that cap. So like, now assume you're. So assume it's going to start at 300, and then you're just going to take 24% of what your max cure amount for that cure spell will be, and that's what you're going to add to the 300 call. So we had some pre-show, um, I math. guess, conversation. Yeah, math. That's what I'm referring to. Um, and so in Odyssey, um, when we fight like higher tier, like floor four, say uh, the worm or whatever, I will do AOE. When is that, like 50%? You did the worm on first or- Oh really? Oh. Yeah, that sounds suicidal to do it on floor. Oh, four. it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, what or the like, fuck? or like floor three behemoth. Fight the behemoth. Fight the behemoth on floor four. Well, he's so nasty. But but anyway, um, when he's <laughs> when he's at like fifty percent, and he'll either do like mighty strikes for the worm or behemoth doing. Ooh, cat's upset. Hundred fists. Um, I'll do AOE divine seal and then cure four, and then hopefully that will at least save a DD like one second of life. So. It probably will. It depends on how much other mitigation is going on and whether or not they're in responsible sets. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times you can really force down the damage. Like, like if you're buffs, like in our group, we use um, Knightsmen almost all the time yep. just to help with PDF. And that's one of our that's one of our buffs while we're doing it. And that on top of always having access to phalanx on everybody, like your skin goes a long way uh, when it's when it's fully maxed out. That's the case. Yeah, especially like Behemoth, where it has 100 fists, and as soon as you see a DD taking damage, they're dead. So hopefully, Cure Skin, you can see who has hate, and then at that time, just like, you know, pump Cures into them. Yeah, and usually it's a Corsair for whatever reason, and they just get flattened. You know, a decent macro to make on a White Mage, too, would be uh, slash uh, uh, assist T for the mob, because you can target the mob and hit that macro, and it will target the player who has hate. So you'll know who to, you know, if something's going on, like Hunter Fish, you know who you need to pay attention to, even though you might know because they're taking well, damage already. Well, it's like a already. split second. Hunter Fish will reset hate, and then it's like well, immediately yes, going to destroy case, someone. In this case, yes, and he resets hate, but in general, sometimes I'm it helps to see who the mom's actually paying attention to. I'm guessing your group doesn't use a tank, then? They don't. Yeah. Okay, that that's why it happens. 
because like uh, as a tank, like I can usually pull the the hundred fists back onto me. Like yeah, it hits somebody else briefly, but then it comes back. If you, yeah, if you save all the the heating stuff for no, just, I just use a cure four. Yeah, but um, you'd want to wait to even start building hate until it goes off, right? No, I start. So whenever we fight, like let's say Sarama or the Behemoth, something with a hundred face uh, hate reset. Um, I actually start the fight with the uh, standard shield bash to Sentinel Divine Emblem Flash, and then I'll usually hit it with a Jitatora. And by that time, it usually hits fifty percent and hate resets me, and I've I've been the target by then. And it will usually hit somebody else, in which case I will then start spamming Cure Forga. And usually after the first, if not the second Cure Four, it's back on me, and then it dies. See, I don't have Cure Four on Rune Fencer, so I always try to like how's the best way without having to just burn. Every single G. Yeah, yeah, just to do that. Not that you so. In, do that so in addition, so in addition to healing the person getting mauled and getting enmity from that, I also am using my own personal HP swap too. So I'm also cure forming myself, and then anyone else who swapped their gear slightly. So like our bard, like there, you know, yeah. So like I, when I joked about using him to build hate, I'm actually not actually joking. <laughs> he helped. He's inadvertently. You never told him he helped save people. Aw, Felgar yeah. doing his I, civic duty here. Be all for, the bard that you can be. Be all the bard that you can be, right? Yeah, you gotta look for any advantage you can, really. Um, but yeah, Cure Skin is, is huge, though. It's not a Paladin episode, obviously, but um, you can do really cool things with, with full Cure's Cure Skin, though. In fact, uh, I was like actually running some numbers for, for, cure, for full Cure, and I don't know why people haven't abused this yet, but the Cure Skin that, that you get lasts 30 seconds. And if a white mage is at haste cap, full cures recast is 36 seconds. So on top of putting a DD at full health, it also over cures by some absurd amount and gives you like a over a 2000 HP uh, cure skin. Usually like the, the testing that needs to be re-verified and I'll probably do that later says that at some point it capped out at uh, 2110 uh, HP cure skin, which is really, really crazy. It's, it's a really high number. Um, but I've saved uh, tanks lives from unfaltering bravado and uh, dancing fullers and stuff like that with uh, full cures. Like basically, if you can see something coming, you can actually preemptively just bomb someone with it with a full cure, give them this crazy stone skin, and they'll usually survive this awful move you're not meant to survive. And the interesting thing about that is that uh, full cure only costs one MP, so you will actually get a full HP restore is it 30 as MP? long. Not quite. Um, it is 30 MP, but it's for something else. So full cure to restore HP to full only costs one MP. To get it to remove status effects, you need 30 MP. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, this so actually I didn't know. Uh, the like, unfaltering bravado thing. Usually I just do my AoE divine seal cure four and just hope for the best. But yeah, it's a good tool. I yeah. mean, obviously it's not optimal, but it was all yeah. your MP. Oh, that's a much better way of doing it. Like the, what, what I just described is suboptimal. I'm helping a link shell during their first run sort of thing. And they have like a single dude still alive. And for whatever reason, he's about to trigger bravado. So I'm like, well, might as well not have to tank this on white mage because he's going to come kill me next. So no, it's well good because there, there has been cases and it's just like, you know, like there's I just, just like you're like a doctor and you're like, there's there's nothing I can do for you. You know, <laughs> right. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. You have like 30 seconds to live. <laughs> it's terminal. <laughs> it is terminal at that point. So but the yeah, other it's... thing, oh, go ahead. Like, I'm curious if it works with Divine Seal. You can just like plop on a 4K, you know. Uh, that's stone White skin. Mage's secret weapon no one uses. And if that's the yes. case, then because. So on normal cures, it works with Divine Seal. I don't know if Divine Seal works with full cure. 
Probably not, uh, but it could. But on regular cures, yes, because it cares about your cure potential. So for most white mages, when they have like good gear, their cure four is going to do like 1400 HP. So with a divine seal, that's 2800 HP. And you're going to take 25% of that and add it to 300. And there's your cure skin. It's, it's nearly 1000 HP cure skin, basically. So it's, uh, it's pretty robust. Nothing like a good bust to save the day. Yeah. But it was interesting because like pre-show we were doing some math and I had always assumed that that full cure gives you like like 9999 HP. Like to, to cure someone to full, like the theoretical maximum that people can have. And you can see it on Dark Knights. Um, there's a glitch where Dark Knights can like break that cap, but I've never gotten to full, full cure them for any amount. Um, so don't really sweat the fact that that, cap, that trick exists, but it does and you can't rely on it. Um, but apparently it doesn't, because based off this dude's testing for uh, full cure and its cure skin, um, apparently it treated his full cure as though it had like 7,000 HP and like he had some amount of like cure potency in there. So I'm wondering if you can't use Divine Seal on that and get like a 14,000 HP cure. Yeah, it's interesting. Associated cure skin. Like I, I would love to actually test that and see if that works, because that could be like the most broken thing ever. You could survive the 999k damage weapon skills Whoa. now. Yeah, for real. I mean, for yeah. that one day, uh, cure was broken on undead. It would cure for ninety nine k. So, like, maybe you know, what's the actual cap? But it's probably different. So, spaghetti and all. Yeah, uh, you never know how spaghetti the game is going to be on any particular tests. So, I mean, I laughed the whole you know it overcures you into negative HP and you're dead. So, what's being <laughs> referenced here is during the Abyssia era, or towards the tail end of it. Um, the Void Watch era it existed by then, so I guess it was during after somewhere around there. Nonetheless, um, there was an update, and quickly, I don't know how people discovered that casting cure on skeletons or undead mods general because it'll do damage. Not that you would use it um, to do that, but it was bugged and it would do cap damage whenever you casted cure once. People were going and killing like any undead mob, just cap damage with cure, and that was a quick <laughs> emergency maintenance. Oh, I imagine. That's gross. I'm sad I missed that. Uh, I didn't oh. miss it. It was great. <laughs> it was like 2012. Killing like the Serpentese NM and just like yes, one hit. That was, yeah. that was probably where it came up. But uh, that's a weird thing too is something I don't think they've ever been rebalanced is casting Cure on Undead Mobs. Well, actually, Fox. Oh, no, that was a Vanish. Never mind. Can you cast full Cure on Undead Mob? You can. It's like death. It's like magic oh, bursting. Huh. It. Magic burst it. That's fancy. Wow, that's cute. Man, I got to try that on Potter or something. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an NM, so it wouldn't be death in that case. But well, get an army of white mages to see if they do all do cap damage like old magic burst draft. transfiction. That'd be good. That'd be so good. Weather. Look at this. I never thought we'd go down this way with white. Well, that would make that would make the most amazing video, dude. I what? didn't mean it like it, it makes them die like death, but I mean like it's like the black mage equivalent to death is what I meant, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. It seemed like you took it the other way. Like things would just fall over, and I figured a normal mob would fall over dead, but not well, yeah. them. But not like from instant death. It would fall over from damage, dying. Okay. okay that sounds delightful. <laughs> Such a delight. Fox has so much things to test now. Yeah, because also here we were wondering if you use full cure on someone who has HP down, like Great Bleed or something, if it'll cure it and cure them to full, or if it just takes it off and keeps them at like that red HP. Yeah, my problem with that one is I've never cast in that situation either. And the reason for that is most of the time, um, HP down moves generally tend to be AoE. So 
my thought process when I see that is to make sure nobody dies while I'm trying to remove stuff. So I got to make sure that people are actually at whatever HP cap they need to be at. Um, and then I remove it and then I cure. So since I'm removing it, I'm removing it from everyone. So it never occurs to me to full cure because you can't AOE a full cure. How amazing would Ascension full cure be? That'd be amazing. Uh, it would be pretty broke. The only thing I was thinking, because I was like, I was actively thinking, like, what can I do to actually use full cure? And I was like, if you pulled a whole bunch of rams and only the the rune fencer had hate and then got to HP down. I'm like trying to think of ways. But yeah, in that case, it's like either you ascension cure four, give everybody stone skin, then erase it off and then cure him to top, you know, so. Yeah, let me let me run a scenario as to, to why it would be really broken. So as sub scholar, you have two stratagems, right? And if you use both of those for Ascension, that's basically a minute's worth of this insane stone skin you can give your entire party. So that's one minute. Then you get random deal, which would reset all of your oh, all of your strategies. Wow. And then you would get another minute. And then you would be able to wildcard that. And then you would get another minute. And then you would get random deal again. And then you would get another minute. Another and minute. then you and then you would get uh uh, like cutting cards or something like that, you could potentially even get close to another minute. Well, it depends on the damage being taken and, and the stone skin being given. So, I mean, uh, that aspect is kind of broken, but... If you consider the amount of time it takes to cure, kill, like, most Tier 3 um, NMs, it's like six, seven minutes. Like, you're already spending most of that fight with Invincible on it. I don't know if, like, a 7k... Well, we're also that was also with Divine Seal be 7k, so I don't know if, like, what was, like, 3k cure skin or something. I don't know if that's really invincible that's certainly well, on not. top on top of their on top of their normal hp as well which is being refilled to full every single time yeah but that's still not it's, it's nice it's, super it's, every, it's every 36 seconds you said and they're getting like a 3k stone skin that's really not that broken well it's every 36 seconds and the stone skin itself lasts 30 seconds so if you have enough buffs otherwise the mob isn't going to usually chew through your your stone skin by that point like there's a lot of mobs that will hit tanks, like in like jail itself. Well, a tank, will hit tanks yeah. for like zero. A tank. That's a tank. I wasn't thinking of here. I was thinking of not tanks. But the AOE usually hits for like maybe triple digit damage if you're lucky. Like it, the AOE stuff doesn't actually hit you that hard. It's it's being the focus of one of the awful attacks. It's more so of like not insurance saying... policy, kind of with like the hundred fists scenario of like maybe you'll deviate yeah. and just destroy somebody, but at least they'll have you know that cure skin. Basically, it would be an insane zerging tool to be able to do that. Yes, that's true. It's uh, like having access to that kind of stone skin constantly is is pretty absurd. Now, you could actually do that to one one person for like an entire fight, and uh, that would actually be pretty ridiculous. Because if you had like a single ballot on, and you had full cure every thirty six seconds, and you just used it like at thirty six seconds. A white mage can actually get away with using like cure three or cure two to cure someone because of how much cure potency you get. And you also would be able to cure status effects and things uh, with that kind of refresh on you also. Like if you're a veteran white mage, you know what you're doing. So I'm actually surprised that in strats like Embos, for example, people aren't just like cure spam or uh, full cure spamming a dark knight uh, to make sure that the mob never TPs on it uh, because it's never going to actually hit them for positive damage. And then you're just going to town and you're also controlling TP and well, stuff. Well, it would still so have I'm a cool acumen really and regain, especially during the aura. So it wouldn't stop it completely, but it would at least, if you're doing Not a, feather, a feather tickle. Well, yeah, that too. But it still gets a, a yeah. good chunk of regain during the aura. But yeah, I guess if you're doing a feather tickle strat, having a full cure on a dark knight, you wouldn't need um, 
to really worry yeah. about it. And it would also help you uh, survive stuff like Canopiers. I don't know if it would do much for uh, much for timber. Like I think you'd still want people in range for that. But it's just spitballing, you know. It, it's well, with it's the strap really... being utilized, it you know the feather tickling and everything that should be enough. Full cure is a pretty broken thing that I'm surprised doesn't get more focus. And I'm also guilty of almost never using. I don't think it really comes to mind to use as a stone skin kind of thing. Well, it's really scary for your healer to blow all of their MP in a single spell. So you want to be able to reason through a particular strat that would make it useful. Um, and Bose so is a perfect it's, example. It's a it's a good example, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... I, I've, I thought that there were a lot of strats like. that were... Yeah, and I thought that there were a lot of strats that were better than they ended up being, especially on like V15. So who knows? It might not be as viable as I can make it sound because on paper I can usually argue like what mechanically sounds solid, but it's certainly worth a try, especially if that's your group's intended, you know, way of of trying to conquer the mob. It's just something you can add. So on to the last bullet point here, actually before we get to this, um, a rabbit hole I wanted to go down a little bit ago, but I didn't. So what order would we pop mobs in then for Odyssey? So floor one is the wyvern, um, the worm. Actually, sorry, the worm. Floor two, we have PW, Pandemonium Warden there, uh, Tumult Curator. Floor four was going to be the Behemoth. So what are we doing on floor three, then? Sarama. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, we popped the Cerberus on floor three. What do you do, then, Carrot? Uh, we do Tumult, then we do Sarama. You do Tumult first floor? Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, he is yeah. easy. But first so floor should be, like, a harder mob, yeah. right? I don't know. I just Asylum and it's dead, so... Well... I was also afraid of Tumult when we first started popping it because I had a bad experience in Rua's group when we popped it, and it was it it's it almost killed us. One. Yeah, it it almost killed us, and it was terrible. I've had it. Sleep I think we did it on group, floor three. A pug group at sleep got us and killed us one by one because it, like slept got us and then like uh like I was on rune and had no cure and then it took me out eventually. It was like a minute and a half of just doing whatever. I forget the situation, but like took, it took like. I actually, it slept me on Rune, and it took everyone out individually, like the Corsair first, and then it like started taking everyone out, and it was like me and the White Mage left, and like the run. Should we uh, divvy into sublimation and yeah, why that has yes, uses? Yes, we should. Yes, okay. So, this is where I'm a baddie. I almost always forget to reset my sublimation charge. A White Mage doesn't actually need to lean on sublimation to keep its MP full after you get to a certain point with your gear and stuff. Um... So what sublimation does is it takes your HP away and it's it gives you like an MP tank that you can then restore your your MP pool with, and that tick acts like a poison basically. So you actually can't be slept as long as you don't have stone skin on, or something causing it to tick for zero for whatever reason. Like even with regen on, you'll still wake up, and uh, you use this to mitigate its like sleep effects. Like a white meat shouldn't be able to get slept. I'm kind of lazy though. And I forget that all the time. And I let my sub charge go to full and I just never reset it. And I'm the fool white mage who banks on resisting everything because I've, I've gotten to the point where I just assume I'm going to resist stuff. And then when I don't resist stuff, I feel like a fool. So, so make sure what you're saying yeah. is your five out of five sublimation on, on white mage. Yes. Yes. So on scholar, it's eh, I'm not going to get into that. The other thing but too is like even when I'm sub. Scholar, I still carry poison pots as well because, like, sometimes I know, like, oh, it's gonna tick up to full, you know, at any moment, so I'll just like pop it in a, a poison pot. Jeez, and I thought I was overprepared for all things. She is a great white mage. Wow, I told you I, mean, I don't care. Probably the better pots. white mage. Sorry, Fox. I mean, I should, and I probably will now. 
but damn, here I am using using all the bio elixirs and stuff. Never never occurred to me to bring poison pods. You know what also doesn't occur to people is using storm spells as a, sub, a white mage sub scholar on people. That that'd be useful because it does also help with skill chains. That's true. I usually make sure to storm myself. Um, do you storm other people like commonly here? Oh yeah, because like when I'm on Corsair or if I'm on Ranger, I'm like, God, I really wish this white mage would storm me, and then that's like the first thing I look for. You know, it's like, oh, can I storm this person? Obviously, if it's not double dark, I'm not going to cast Void Storm on right. them. But yeah, no, you're right. And I have to say, when we're talking about Storm, I totally have that X-Men cartoon no. theme in my head. I mean, the Corsair that does Wildfire and you being in a ranger party is very far, far between. But, you know, it's, it's an option. I usually don't forget to Storm the guy doing Lead and Salute. Like, uh, it's just in a lot of situations where I would Storm it or we would run that strat. We usually have the double dark weather anyway. Um, usually people don't run wildfire because I think I'm the only wildfire <laughs> ranger in our entire group, but, uh, we don't usually give out the, the firestorm because of that. I mean, when I'm in Odyssey, um, I don't have a Corsair that does wildfire, but, um, I know when I'm Corsair and we're on the boots, like I'll whip out my Armageddon and do wildfire on because two wildfires and they're dead. But if I did have a Corsair that did that, it'd be awesome to give them firestorm and no one ever gives me firestorm. It's very sad. <laughs> It is very sad. Sniffles. I feel that pain. Yeah, you can't live out your true wildfire potential. It's not that wild when you don't have a storm. <laughs> right. So we covered sacrifice and full care. And, I think but divine caress is very say, underutilized. Yeah, divine caress is definitely not caressing enough people. Sure is. I think with enough Still. equipment, what, you get like three, three or four chances to fully block? I think it's, I think it's like plus three. If I remember right, it's quite a few though. Like that's actually really substantial. Like when you're looking at ice spikes, like we talked about before, it doesn't seem as substantial as that. But when you're when you're thinking like curse effects or like uh, petrifies, you know things like that. Like those don't happen constantly normally. So usually, like divine caress, the the extra like shielding effect will wear off before it actually runs out. See, I knew it's kind of I knew nice. it applied to non spells. It doesn't apply to erase spells, unfortunately. No. But, like, the best yeah, example just... is, I mean, Omen, I know, is far, far away from being, like, top-tier content, but the bosses that would do the AoE curse, you know, Divine Caress was, like, awesome. I know it wears in, th like, three minutes, but at least in those three minutes, you don't have to worry about the, you know, Hitting HP the down tower. and then people dying from whatever move. Yeah, no, you're right. And, actually, I still see groups struggle with the HP down effects from uh, from Curse, especially on, like, Kuyu, where he's going to use Unfaltering Bravado. Yep. Usually he'll like curse everyone and then everyone starts panicking because they look at his percentage and go, oh, no. Um, and to just avoid that completely is, is amazing. And you really want to be prepped to use your uh, your divine caress for your curses on that one. Yeah, I was like trying to remember which one did the AOE damage. But yeah, yeah, Q. Yeah, that one's like the boogeyman for a lot of groups because a lot of people are really afraid to stack on Infaltering Bravado because they think that they're going to die. Like they don't understand... 10,000 damage divided by six is survivable. So they start freaking out and thinking they need pets out and stuff like that. But you, you don't. You just need to make sure you don't have HP down and you'll probably. That and also you can AoE a sub scholar. So another reason for being sub scholar only. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a Yagrush and you're, you need to AoE status gears, it becomes even more important to use something like Divine Caress 
because you don't have an unlimited number of those AOEs. Like if it's something you need to keep off, it actually makes your stratagems go further um, until you're able to get like a Yag or something. Otherwise, you got to use Divine Seal. But I always thought that Divine Seal shouldn't be 10 minutes. It's not the equivalent of Elemental Seal because Elemental Seal is more offense. Yeah, agreed. And Divine Seal is kind of like you're curing all the time. I mean, eh, I mean... They're both underwhelming at 10 minutes. They should both be like one minute. Element well, Elemental Seal being one minute may be a little overpowered, but Divine Seal being one minute, I don't think is overpowered. Even just No, I, I agree with is... you. Yeah, I, I also agree because if you look at most content, most content now is like 15 minute fights. So you get to use Divine Seal like maybe once, if not twice. Same with Elemental Seal even. Um, I, I don't think that effect is strong enough to warrant that. Yeah. Um, I think that timer needs to be reduced. And I think... Divine Veil being useful, I, I mean, Yagra shouldn't be as mandatory in everyone's minds. It's not, but it's definitely not. It's not, but having Divine Veil on like a one-minute timer uh, would also just be nice in general, because for those who don't know, Divine Veil, to my memory, lets you AOE Nas spells yeah. with Divine Seal. It's just a Divine Veil is what the trait and Divine Seal activates. Yeah, you get it at level fifty, so yeah. you can't sub it. So yeah, well. That's also kind of a shame. I think that would be an interesting thing to allow Scholar to do and have it work on like a percentage that you can build on, you know, like it's base percentage. And then uh, from like uh, like a piece of gear or something they could give Scholar would be sweet, but not make it like full time, like a white mage. Like even if it proc 10% of the time, that would still be super helpful. Yeah, it'd be something because uh, the strat the strat game is real on, on Scholar. You could just have it, it like tiered out trait where it procs, you know, at a certain percent every level and it goes up to 100% for white mage main and not for... I don't so. know if you want to go into the whole white mage gets a native, what is it, 22% divine veil from the hat or something? Oh, the old MP yeah. hat. Yeah, MP hat is great. Um, I I used to uh, get so lucky with it. People actually thought I had Yagrush before I actually got it because I would just be like AoE, uh, AoE Paralina-ing people, like just off the cusp and... And, and people would just be like, oh, you have Yagrush? I get like checked and stuff when it was a lot less common to have one. And they would see that I don't. You're so lucky so because I, I like... remember back before I had it and like it's clutch and you used, you know, use um, Divine so Caress. And you're like, you're like, God, I really hope it procs. And of course it doesn't, you know. Oh, yeah. See, the, the, the key is, is don't go in hoping it will work. Just go in pleasantly surprised when it does. I would hopefully expect that the plus two MP is 25 and that the plus three is 30 because that'd be reasonable. Otherwise, it's at least 25 for the plus three. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Next having year. players... And the, thing, the thing with Yagrush and like Divine Caress and stuff is that you're right, it's not mandatory. White mages just have to think more. Honestly, since getting my Yagrush, I've become a much lazier white mage because now I just target whoever I want and just a week you're off whatever um in the past though you could actually just make sure that your triage was appropriate and you could get the paralyzes off the people who mattered in like the order they needed to be removed and it was almost as fast like it's still pretty quick i mean you, it's still like maybe like three four seconds slower and i know that can make the difference but it's not like it makes the content undoable to have a white mage like no, yeah, I know everybody's like has to be top tiered, you know, geared one hundred percent, but it's 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 not needed. Obviously, everything is nice, but well, it's even less than it for white mage because that's everyone's meal ticket, of course. But no, <laughs> it's you're not doing damage, which is where we usually go. You don't need to do this extra damage. It's 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 superfluous. It's not needed to win. It's not helping. It's just it's just extra. But um, it's just 
the gear options, like certain pieces, like that hat is nice, especially not having Agrush, the NP hat. But it's not like you're not curing like at a super hard rate by having the absolute best gear. It's like it's nice, but to do the functioning of a white mage it does not take much. And it's like all these extra stuff is nice, but how practical it always is 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 generally not as needed as people emphasize. Like Yagrush, especially nowadays, does not come into play like it used to. Yeah, honestly, I think it's more important for a new white mage, like if they're going to focus on something that's like not an idol set, because I'm always going to advocate for idol sets, is to go get their Imperium plus one pants, go get a Queller Rod and make sure that they can cap Cure Potency. And having MP uh, cures that are like almost zero, uh, zeroed out so that they don't actually cost you anything is one of the, the biggest things that you can do. That way you have a nice MP pool that isn't constantly running dry. I guess I, sh- I guess we should explain what the Empyrean pants do. But oh, well, kind they of just, yeah, I mean, I thought I, we kind of mentioned them. I, I figure like the Empyrean pants are the one piece because talk about more than anything else and they're like taken for granted to understand. That's usually the first thing when things go wrong. It's like, do you have, you know, Empyrean pants? Yeah, like if you don't, it's like something's gone drastically wrong at that point. Yeah, you notice your white mage is like bleeding hella MP and you wonder if it's even equipped. Because there, there's a point where you're actually MP positive with your cures. What's it's very embarrassing crazy. is for the longest time, and I'm talking years, I did not know that my Empyrean pants were not swapping in, and I was just like bleeding NP like How out the ass. How did you not realize? I just thought I was curing a lot. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Wait, how long did this go on for? It was, it was like the Delve era where like everything was super serious and it was very embarrassing once I figured it out. So, What am I doing wrong? Why do I suck? I- like there was like this very undergeared white mage and they're like, you know, had full MP all the time. And she's like, oh, that's because they're not doing anything, you know. <laughs> they're just the lazy white mage, the freeloader who's here for the gear. That's funny. Anyway, well, I mean, I don't want to go all crazy into sacrifice, but um, I mean. Delvera. Sacrifice for Del? Yeah, the B. Oh, yeah, for like the zombie and also the all stats down. Zombie. Ooh. Impact. Yes, it's sacrifice. the impact spell. Yeah, sacrifice is amazing for impact. Like if, if your if your people aren't carrying panaceas on them, and honestly they should, um, sacrificing off impacts and just like chilling with those with those stat downs on you is generally fine. Like they usually won't get you. And you can still, even though you have all the stats down, you can do it again and still yeah. take it off. So yeah, just go nuts. You know, Fox, you seem like you'd be a Mjolnir white mage to me, but I know you wouldn't be because you have Claustrum. I, I would never melee on White Mage, like, seriously. I really actually want White Mage Sub Dancer to be a thing, because I think a White Mage providing haste Samba and, like, defense down sounds great, but I know in practice it would just be awful. Just needs gear. It's the only thing separating White Mage from doing that is gear, honestly. Well, White Mage actually gets quite a bit of double attack, and you can still, you know, wear enough dual wield to, like, make it neat. It's just the... um. The delay on clubs is terrible, and awesome. I guess you could use a Kraken club, but I don't know. Eh, that's not really no, super it's practical. not a good idea. It's, it, that's like bad crutch. But as soon as I said it's just gear, I, I immediately thought to myself, I just talked about how bad the damage to delay ratio of clubs is. I don't know if I can say <laughs> that, you know? Yeah, well, my idea isn't about a white mage meleeing for damage, though. It's the same when I when I started proposing, like, Geo's going sub-dancer and stuff, but then ruled it out because you're too special flower at that point. The same thing would apply to a white mage. 
like it's not about the damage you're doing it's it's about getting tp so that you can use it to like multi-cure like you can waltz someone while casting on someone else because of how the ja and, and magic interactions work like so like basically you could you could dual cast in a sense um which is great uh you could provide defense down effects um you could uh you could use animated flourish if you were insane um stuff like that like, I think White Mage Subdancer could be fun, but I just don't think there's any world where it could practically exist. I think and, it can exist because there's some instances where it's just, like, hearing and not really much else is going on, and maybe you don't have a Geo, and Mute aura. you can at least do something, so just standing there and just topping people off. So it is something. I mean, once you've obviously done everything else, like boost strength Here's and one. Tele's when you're getting silenced aura because <laughs> you're oh, taking God, a while to don't. fight for some reason. You could Subdancer to make it through Dancer that... Is- yeah, the answer is really good during a Telus fight, honestly. Or our pre-show discussion, martyr. <laughs> yeah, martyr. Always keep one merit in martyr, guys. You never know when that's going to be clutch. I got one in it. I, I I actually used it before. I forget when Probably or whatever. I don't know, but it it saved it saved a life. So I did, like just the other week when we were fighting Manticores and Riddle locked our MP to zero, I had to save Hayden's life with martyr. I think I actually did that too. It was like floor four with mana cores and I, I did a clutch martyr. Yeah. Like people don't even realize you did it either. They just think you got hit. Isn't that also a 10 minute ability? Like these white major boys, five. five, it should still be like, like for how infrequently you would ever need to use martyr. I think a minute would still be just as clutch as five. I agree. Like that martyr specifically could be lower because you can't just constantly use that cares. on white mage. You yeah, know, sacrificing HP to carry instead of MP, the job cures. So having Martyr is not broken for a minute in any regard. Definitely not. White Mage okay. could use a few updates. But uh, what's the most important thing about White Mage here for the last uh, part of one here? So everybody thinks like a White Mage is like super nice and like, oh, they just want to help people. But I think of it as more of I get to choose who lives and who dies. Oh, that's that's also dark. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I I try to make sure that everyone everyone lives, but I guess you're right. There are some cases Sometimes where you I have to make decisions. Die. You're right. Even, though, even there are age. times you have to make decisions, and even I may or may not have let certain people die. You know, I didn't know in this outline that Carrot actually put in the MS paint art she had made of White Mage I stuff. Did, great. That includes me. Uh, I'll have Dude, to... that, that picture is amazing. I, I, I fucking love that picture. It's also a yeah, Fire Emblem reference. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but it, it has me... I'll put it in the... I'll have to go into the YouTube one now. Well, let's see. What's again. the timestamp? Maybe save you some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's glorious, though. Like, it, it absolutely is Is probably one of my favorite pictures regarding Spicy. <laughs> me on Blue Mage, of course, telling Carrot, go on Blue Carrot. We'll get just get a shout, White Mage. This is probably during the it's Ambuscade perfect. era. And then the entire <laughs> group is dead with me, with her holding me in her arms. For those of you who are actually about to like gaze upon this this work of art, it perfectly encapsulates what it's like to have spicy in your party. And it has my expression too, because <laughs> she knows me, and it, that's my literal expression. <laughs> it's so good. No, because this is what would happen. Like I'd always <laughs> have to like carry the group on white mage and like heal, and I'd be like she the did. sole survivor. So you know, best white mage. In the end, the holy did it. So, oh man, do we want to wrap up the? play white mage to get your other jobs bit that we keep touching on yeah and i still stand by that i i think people should play white mage to gear other jobs but i think that they should actually invest themselves in it so that way they can learn the mechanics of the game and also 
being a white mage is useful for the fact that when you're not up in the mob's grill there, uh, hacking and slashing away there, trying to get daddy's love and be the guy, it helps you to pay attention. Like when I'm feather tickling on Bluefur and Bows, even though I'm glad we didn't do that uh, for our win, <laughs> I, I'm glad yeah. that's not a thing and I hate that. But um, I got to sit back and like pay attention to the fight more because I wasn't trying to focus on outputting optimal dps while also trying to worry about my survival you know like when you have too many things to focus and grab your attention you can't pay attention to like oh the mob's doing this at this threshold of it. like that's like when papis posts out their stuff on uh what mobs do in ambuscade or nms that are new or added is because they're on summoner standing there doing blood packs and waiting on a timer so they can actually pay attention to what's going on so they have an advantage of watching the fight white mage is the same way and you can learn mob's behavior that way, and it's actually super helpful on any job. I don't know if this happens to you also, Garrett, but on White Mage, I always notice people doing the most derpy shit because you have a chance to actually observe everything going on around you. Five out of five fan dance. I, it's funny you mentioned that because like, whenever Ryan's leading stuff on Runefencer, <laughs> and then <laughs> then I'm on Runefencer trying to lead things, and things just like crawl to a halt because <laughs> you can't really observe everything that's going on. But on White Mage, it's easy. It's like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Pull this over can't here. Can't see behind you know? me. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, just playing White Mage for as long as I have actually helps me direct the traffic during our events and stuff. Because usually we'll be on voice and I'll, like during Odyssey runs, like I'll, I'll tell people like what's going on like as we're doing it and stuff. And I'm just used to doing that because I've been on White Mage observing things for so long that I know generally the flow of how everything will work. And that's only because I get to actually observe the entire fight instead of the one mob I'm trying to kill. And it actually is really beneficial for people to start with White Mage specifically for that reason. So that way they can see the workings of everything happening, not just on like one thing happening. And you'll you generally end up being a better player because of it. She's making tally marks on her 3DS. I'm, I'm playing Harvest Moon. I have to keep track of what treats I fed what cow. So this is... She's literally made a, uh, like by hand, made like a... I didn't even know the it's DS. It's the game notes. You oh, the game has notes? Yeah. I've never... Oh, wait, it's built into the DS, right? Yes. I've never used the game notes function. She's like sitting here drawing tally marks with her finger. I'm like, well, I didn't know the DS did that. Wow. Anyway. Yes. So, as, but... as you do, I like the quote here, Kara wrote, White Mage is easy. Just load up slash... Load up CureBot slash just heal yellow HP. Until I can come to DD events when spank with Khaled. <laughs> yes. That's funny. I'm going to be such a bad white mage, they'll never have me come back as white mage. <laughs> I'm going to ruin all the laundry, and then I'll never have to do the laundry ever again. It's a horrible way of looking at shit. I get to decide who wears clothing and who does not. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> so yeah, you can be the white mage that just cures yellow HP, but as... I'm sure it's been discussed before. A dead DD does no damage, but also a crippled DD does less damage as well. That's true. Okay, don't yeah. go falling off any ladders. <laughs> <laughs> don't go falling off ladders. Don't get yourself crippled. I can tell you from experience, guys, it's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, there is more than just curing. Uh, definitely got to make sure that you can get status effects off of people. I mean, even the white mages that aren't bots that are just like there to attend and they think that only curing is all they have to do. Like they, they don't even try to at least tab around and see what status effects are on people because that's an in-game function. Like you don't even need party buffs to see that. But it's slash um, piece. It's like party display on and it'll show um, yeah. 
I'm sure you can Google that. I'm sure it was not already in the white mage guide on auction house or whatever, or some guide that should be something that's Googled. I think I even mentioned in the one to one nineteen to turn party uh, status ailments on or whatever the hell. I think it's also just in the misc menu. You can find it. I mean, I mean yeah, basically, there's a lot of them. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like everything we've discussed for the last however long is something you should be looking at. You know, potentially contributing versus just let me just top this guy off and just sit around. Yeah, I mean, with all the things we've talked about so far, it doesn't sound like your white mage is just standing there doing fucking nothing, right? I don't understand how people can can say that, like, being a healing class is, is boring. Like, it may not be the thing that you're interested in, but if you're doing it right, you're, you have lots to do all the time. Frankly, it's more exciting than bard, unless you're bards meleeing, and that's maybe an odyssey, yeah, but in a lot of fights, you're just not. There not was something... Up. That I was doing, and it was like really intensive on white mage, and it was like for a couple hours. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm sleepy, like having to focus for so long. And that's what people. It shouldn't just be like, oh, I'm so tired because I'm so bored. It should be, I'm so tired because I've had to focus, you know, like constantly. And my job my master brain hurts. Yeah, my brain is destroyed. Can Reasons to play white mage. Last one here for my alt, so I can come DDM my main and spank, and spank. with Khaled again. Really, just the same as the above, bot healing isn't as great as the real thing. However, sometimes it's unfortunately is. I'm looking at you, Pug Ambuscades. <laughs> yeah, because I've had white mages I've invited. I had to blacklist some. Just, what was the one one? It was Flaccid Celery. I'm oh, gonna, really? Oh, no. I'm call- yes. <laughs> Were you there, Fox? I know. No, I, I know. I, I talked think, about I, it. I think I saw your. I think I saw your screenshots. Yes. It. Yes. Flaccid celery was so bad. I had to blacklist them, and I love the name. So and, it kind I know of, it's a vegetable. That's why I had hope. I, yeah, well, they're not your kind of vegetable. They're they're the they're the flaccid kind. They're the kind you find in the dumpster rotting. Actually, <laughs> because of that naming convention, until I saw what went wrong, I actually thought it was one of Carrot's alts. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Carrot has alts, and they are all vegetable named. Yes. Like Parsnip is the uh, other white mage. It's not Parsnip Chan, just, just Parsnip. Well, because she's a cat. That's the naming convention. Oh. <laughs> the cats do not get Chan. Oh, so only the Tarus oh, get go. Chan. I gotcha. I didn't know there was a convention here. Yes. I, I missed the memo. But yes, they were so poor. Like, it, it was also a case of they could not keep MP up. But also the bard was bad, not giving them proper ballads. But they were clearly running at MP. They probably were not using pants. And they just, their cures were slow. They didn't have casting time. They were, on top of that, they just were not reacting to anything going on. I don't know if they were asleep or what, but it was just, it was just bad. Like, they raised up into skeletons and just, oh. it was just bad. Oh. Like, they got hate and died on white mates they shouldn't have. Like, they aggroed something. Like, they ran up and aggroed. Oh, they wouldn't stand in a range of sleep go or out of any AoE. So they were getting hit by AoEs with, like, 109 eye level. And they were just getting killed from AOEs, and I told them to stand back, and they wouldn't stand back at an AOE. It was just bad. They, they got to blacklisted. To be fair, I'm notorious for standing in the shit. But you're not wearing 109, and you could... It's true. If you, if you were going to die from AOEs or, you know, be slept for 10 million years from something, then you would stand back more because you know you have to. Yes. Fox, we forgot the number one cardinal rule of White Mage, and that's to always cast re-raise. <laughs> that's true. I actually have forgotten to cast re-raise. Yes. yes. I'm just used to like not failing content when I'm on white mage. I don't know. Oh, this the sublimation guy's overconfident here. No, you're 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 absolutely right though. Like I need to be called out on that because white mages should be called out on forgetting that. Like 
you can actually fail out of content if you forget re-raise. Whereas, you know, getting back up and being able to to get the party going again, you can still get something out of the content, if not still clear it anyway. Um, but if you can't get up, then well, you've just basically failed everyone and botched the run. So like that's a lot of pressure and you should not forget to do that. The worst thing to do on White Mage is to say, does anybody have re-raise? <laughs> does anybody have re-raise? Uh, you cast it right bard oh sorry i was meleeing <laughs> i thought you cast I it i was sub dancer see there's the checkings and the savings <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's whenever felgar explains like like he won't have a song go on or something i know we're picking on him a lot lately because it's out of love i'm sure partly yeah. partly um Whenever like something goes wrong, like he'll be like in the middle of singing his songs and heals accidentally, and like all his songs get screwed up when you can't like redo it for some reason. And he's like, or we'll ask him to do something that he's like not accounting for. Like, hey, could you resleep this? He's like, oh, I wasn't accounting for that. So whenever he tries to explain, he'll be like, you see, what happens is in my lua it goes like this. So if this happens, I can't. And you know, so I wasn't yeah. expecting you to to go left when I was going right. So we always go, you see, I have a checkings and a savings. <laughs> You see, we enter the we enter the fights, and then I'm on white mage. So you see, I end up curing everyone. So I'm not used to getting hate on anything because usually our tank does their job. And the short story is, there's the checkings and the savings, and I'd put re raise up. <laughs> put re raise up. <laughs> That's kind of how that goes. Yeah, yeah. The only good Kevin Hart joke. Yeah. So I mean, I can. I, a lot of people, not even just myself, like a lot of people, consider me a good white mage, and even I fuck up. So if you fuck up, just learn from it and don't do bad things. And you know. Make sure you put your re-rays on. Like, it, it happens to people. So, job synergy. Uh, you know, Paladin synergizes well with White Mage. Better than Rune does, in fact. So that's that's a good one here, because they could focus more on uh, racing and shit. While the Paladin cures, Kiragas. So, I did a Shedu the other day. Uh, oh, is this, is this the one with the Samurai that, that did nothing? And the Paladin well, no, 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 the, the Samurais did stuff. So, is this <laughs> a different story than the last time you told stuff. the Shedu story? Well, no, no, the... the the part from the story was the paladin that did nothing. Well, you can synergize with nothing, right? And because they weren't fighting Shedu in the right area, I was getting paralyzed, right? <laughs> because you, it's it's almost impossible to resist that, by the way, guys. You're not a bad white mage if you don't. And so I'm getting hit with, like, I, th I think it's, like, fulmination that causes that. Uh -huh. But uh, if I remember right. But the paladin is you not even trying to heal. There. They're not even trying to heal while I'm getting status cures off. And these samurais are just getting beat to death. And all the paladin is doing is using provoke. And that should tell you provoke. Woo! Because for one, you're in content where you aren't going to build hate the same way as a regular DD because they of, don't know that. of how the levels work. They just changed that though, right? Uh, they might have just just changed that. That was that, that was not... the update, the last update. They for the TOEU areas there. And that's only like Buflau and Wajom and like that. Yeah, it. where those fights are. It's, but that but occurred like I, after. Yes. Well, it would have been just yeah. after. But Idawa, Bafflau, Mount Salon. Yeah. But still, doesn't change. You know, that still wouldn't be an effective method regardless. I never see paladins heal people. Wow. It's almost like that's worth hate. It is worth hate. And I don't understand it. I, I love this job synergy, though. In a perfect world where people did their fucking jobs, um, white may just have it so much easier with a paladin covering your ass because the, the one of the downsides of white mage is you have to decide when you need to, when you need to remove those status cures and when you need to pe keep people alive. And generally you should err towards keeping people alive 
because it doesn't matter how many status cures are on somebody if they die. So right? I've been thinking of getting my Dragoon, uh, not that it's not ready, but ready for our Odyssey runs because when you go on Paladin recently, uh, I don't have to really use cures on Blue Mage anymore now that you're on Paladin. So I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, I'd be better off going Dragoon because I'm not using utility. Like maybe the defense down on floor four and three on the Angon. We don't even fight the Angon handle on floor by the time we get there. So Honestly, maybe that I, is... I'm considering three, going but... Paladin sub White Mage or Paladin sub Scholar. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking and just of going a non-Blue Mage job from, from now on, even though using uh, um, Cruel Joke on... 4-4, four, four, if we gathered stuff together to Paladin, could be effective. It's still just probably better off just going for June at this point. I agree. Yeah. There's also the job unsynergy with Paladin. If you're just, like, spamming Karaga and the Paladin's, like, really getting no cure hate, so you have to kind of, like, evaluate that. Yep. Some Paladins don't care. Well, they don't. I do, though. And that's where I'm, like, gonna be mad at, like, it happening both ways, because... That commonly happens to me, and, and I get why the white mages in our, or the white mage in our group does what he does because he wants to keep people alive, and that's ingrained in a lot of white mages. But the the paladin should be the one taking care of that most of the time because that's how they build hate. Yeah, but there's a difference between the guy trying to keep everyone 100 percent and knowing you have a paladin and giving them no leeway. Like that's showing the white mage does not trust the paladin to cure whatsoever. Yeah, and there should be that level of trust at this point. I suppose, but I mean, eh. well, I can it's see not, it it's not just, it's not just an R group thing. It's in general, like the fact that I see white mages who give Paladin zero opportunity to cure. That's definitely a thing. And that's, you know, as a white mage, you shouldn't be afraid to watch the fight for a second being like, can't There's be also even just like doing like a lighter cure, like a Karaga, just to like yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like that, that's what you should be doing too. You don't have to do nothing. You can use a light cure. Wait, you mean I don't use Kiraga 4 at all times? <laughs> Kiraga 5? Why is my MP lower? Kiraga 5? I want to see the butterfly. I want the butterfly cure. So, Red Mage, you can cast Auspice to ruin friendships, it says. Yeah, it circles back to the whole end spell thing. Yeah, and then um, you have to keep in mind that Red Mages might not know that Refresh 3 will just, like, destroy your built-up sublimation so like you might have to communicate with them depending if you want sublimation or if you actually want refresh the i've had horrible red mages where i'm just like dude don't even worry about me i'm just gonna do sublimation don't f my shit up so that's weird because you just have no effect i honestly never have any mp issues on white mage so i don't want them to refresh me. You like they will often oftentimes i'll get refresh three just in time for it to cancel my ticking sublimation just in time for us to get sleep Oh, yeah, and that as well, yeah. So, like, if you're in a sleep gut situation, like, obviously, like, dude, don't don't refresh me. Stop it. What are you doing? Do you have any element of conserve MP in your cure set or just the pants? Oh, I do. I mean, I sort of do, but not really. Yeah, not like you focus on it, but I was going to say, I would imagine some white mages probably don't even use conserve MP for their enhancing, let alone... Well, I do cure. for, like, Karagas, because sometimes they Karagas do over Yeah, because if you're not restoring that HP, those pants don't work, too, so you don't want to have... Especially if you're with a paladin, you want to have the paladin take away all that MP. Then you can't, you know, have MP. Yeah, it's just about curing appropriately. And I mean, all like as long as you're using the right sub job, you have a 25% serve MP anyway on uh, on White Mage. Because you get it from Sub Scholar. 
And I think the other thing is, like, we kind of talked about it above, but if for some reason you're, like, in a black mage party and you're like, dude, I have, like, nothing to do. I mean, you can still <laughs> do. you're black. Wait, why is the white mage I don't there, know. Then? I'm just saying, like, in, like, weird circumstances, Holy. obviously you should have, like, a scholar instead of you, but, like, you can still be a mini scholar. You can do, like, boost in. You can do, like, storm ones. You can do manifestation yeah. climaform. There's things that you can do, you know? fucking cast auspice because spells have a shit ton of tp they feed oh that too yeah it's actually a very good point oh man that kid's missed all the time but yeah you could totally do that in fact it's also really beneficial for your uh for your black mage party or whatever to have uh like some kind of bar spells and stuff because they might have mono wall but at the end of the day they could also just get wrecked by like status effects and or stuff. even like protecting and shelling them also another thing like with dynamis um sometimes we don't run with like three white mages we have like one or two you can do ascension and then protect and shell like the other parties you know wait what fucking world do you get three white mages i've had to main heal so many fucking dynamises no i as know the They're only all white mage <laughs> Well, in my other link shell, they're very... No, no, no. They just have, like, we have to have a white mage in every party. We have to have a geo in every party. It's just like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's... it's, I know. I know. But I'm just saying... The tank party party does not need a white mage. I I know. throw the rejects. There's things where you bash your head against the wall, and there's other things where it's like, okay, just whatever. Just say no. Man, that's that sounds spoiled as fuck. Like I couldn't imagine yeah. having a white mage in every party. Don't be afraid to tell your group you're wrong. You don't. Well, like when we did dynamics, me and you, it was just we two do, white mages yeah, and then a two at red most. mage. Sometimes or we do one, yeah. and, and some white mages can handle it, but still, it can get very stressful. People will die depending on the situation with just one for a whole alliance. But two, yeah, three is un- three is ridiculous. Shit, three parties deep for me. I'm the only white mage, and like sometimes people realize they have a mage subject. And if you're gonna do one white mage, there better be some like white. <laughs> They're wind- all like DD bards. White winding, yeah, DD bard party. I- I'm over here like fucking party swapping to put pro and shell on everybody, and you've got like three white mages in the run. What the shit? I I don't enjoy it because it's it's very boring. very slow and boring. Yes. I bet. Oh man. So we talked about martyr um, devotion. Um, I almost never see white mages use this either. Um, that's one I thing get I like. It when about I don't Marcus. want it on blue mage. Yeah, I'm I'm probably doing that to you. Yeah, yeah like there's when times do you not want it when I don't need it. There's like if I have half my MP, like if I'm at like a hundred or two hundred HP, yeah, MP, yeah. But if I'm like oh. if I'm at like five, six, seven hundred out of like a well, thousand, okay. I don't need the the devotion, and I get it like all the time at like sixty, seventy percent. Oh, then I'm not doing that to you. I, I devotion people when they have like a hundred HP or a hundred MP left or so. Or if you see, like, the rune fencer, like, they, they're not tenebering or something, and they have, yeah. like, no MP, you're like, okay, That's let me just rune. pop a devotion on you. Yeah, if, if I don't see, like, triple or double tenebre on a rune, um, I'll actually uh, I'll actually do that. If it's, like, an Asper heavy fighter, there's a lot of mages or something, um, I'll actually give it to you a little sooner. X go and give it to you. <laughs> yeah, but X actually checks your runes first before they do it. <laughs> X checks your runes before he <laughs> gives it to you. That's right. First we're gonna check, then we're gonna buff, then we're gonna use. Excellent. So, <laughs> always think of ways you can help contribute. Like, subscribe, and rate. No. Um, <laughs> ring that bell. I mean, I don't know. If on the, I don't know if we want to go down the rabbit hole of like ye old days. That was kind of I put that in there as like a filler because I didn't think we we're gonna have enough time. So. I want to hear. We've used quite a bit of time in this episode that no one thought would go on so long because it's fucking white mage. Um, as you do, 
I like the ye old days. I want to hear about the arbitrary labyrinth of Anzozo rite of passage with choral parties <laughs> on White Mage. That was always a thing. Um, it I was kind of it. like like we we're like the boomer white mages with the TOU era. The <laughs> they bring the boom with the club. Because there'd be awful white mages in two of you, and it's like, oh, that's because they didn't have to do the corolle parties. They don't know how to do anything, you know? Mystic boomers. <laughs> you know, the party, the, the white mage of my party was born in, like, 1950. You know, I didn't have anything but clear mind and, and HMP wizard cookies. We had a rest in my that day. That I had to buy off the auctions from farming beehive chips. So in my day, we had to rest for MP, and nobody gave it to us with all this free willy-nilly handing out the refresh i guess in most fights up to that point like maybe you had to remove like something that required a race you know like slow maybe um but yeah the constant paralyze that those things would throw at you was uh in silence i mean looking back at it now obviously it wasn't a big deal because like what they probably get tp every you know like 30 seconds or something <laughs> well. stupid and you just cast one spell but it was especially hard on, like, if you had a ninja tank and, like, Paralyze would cripple them and Silence would cripple them. So that's really the only case of it, actually, like, you and being spot on. Echo drops weren't from an NPC back then. Those so were expensive. Back then, yeah, they Very were expensive. expensive. Yeah. Just using a coral party. Coral. But I can, I can attest to the fast track to 75 also. I think White Mage, aside from Red Mage, White Mage was my fastest job I got in 75. At 75, I used to carry on Blue Mage a full HMP set because you needed it. And for anyone who didn't experience those days, because you wouldn't have had to, for those who also may not remember, in order to get your first tick, which increases every subsequent tick by, like, what, 1 MP, but the HMP still matters, it's 30 seconds of yeah. resting just to get that first tick of, like, it's not a lot and of MP. what, it's like 10 after or something stupid. Yeah, yeah it gets faster after, but it, that first yeah, one feels after, like an eternity. Yeah. That's why you would be resting, because you're like, I don't want it to get up, because you lose... Uh, the extra couple ticks from having to rest the first initial tick, and in the middle of a fight, it's like, how long can I rest before I have to get up and throw a cure? Or, but you're running out of MP, and like you always had to rest on White Mage. It was, it was crazy. And the, it's funny because like the parties would think you're a bad White Mage sometimes because you let the the tank get down to like 200 HP, and they had like a max of 700 or something. Yeah. But that's all calculated because you had to rest. Yeah, if it was it was preemptive enough. I remember resting. If I was carrying someone for whatever reason on blue, like main healing and in her yard or something, oh my God. not main healing, but like support healing a certain party or something, I would cure. And if the tank was dying slow enough, I would preemptively rest to get MP for the next cure. Besides, like if in XP parties, especially like if if the tank was that low on HP and you cured them and the mob wasn't at like 50 percent or below, like you would tank the rest of that fight on. Range. Yeah, Tranquil like Heart the, didn't exist. Yeah, Tranquil Heart didn't exist, and it was Ye old Valkram Dunes Cure 2 and dying Ye old Thomas Ring for Enmity Minus. Nowadays, I want them to fucking get rid of Tranquil Heart, but back then, Tranquil Heart was awesome. I'm curious. Why for do you subbing. want it? Oh, for subbing? Yeah, so I can sub White Mage on Peldon, sub Scholar on Peldon. Okay, so why? For Kiraga? You had Majesty. A race? Uh, for Dark Arts, uh, for uh, Aspers. Um, oh, sub Scholar, that's right. That's yep. my, I thought you were saying sub white mage, but I'm thinking to myself. Uh, you get gnaw spells for sub scholar. Also, you get conserve MP traits um, as sub scholar. It basically helps you be a white mage that tanks, and that's how I would optimally like to play Paladin. Honestly, I would love that. And you get sublimation also, which helps you even further not get slept. 
Because what's really annoying to me on Paladin is I'll get slept, I don't have stone skin, and the mob will continue to hit me for zero, and I can't wake people up. Because I'm just getting hit for fucking zero. Whoa, 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 poison pots? Hello? Yeah, but I don't bring them with me, and I probably should. This guy takes like <laughs> twenty minutes to swap every job. Okay, he doesn't need more. Oh, problems. okay. I'm sorry. Okay, no, he's got no. enough. Problems. That's true. It's atrocious. How's that? Now he's helped a whole lot, but man, I hate people waiting around on me. I, I just I don't care about waiting on you. I just want you done. <laughs> right. It gets really weird when uh, when we're we're trying to swap jobs between the NMs in uh, in our boss rush jail runs. There was that one time what the Moogle didn't load and you had to log oh, out or God. something, and you ran out of time for the third NM to swap. So you went in like half geared. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, was lucky. I had my carabit in my inventory. Well, I wasn't a DD. I was healing on Dancer, and I got lucky <laughs> because it was Henwin, and I had my carabit on me. So I didn't have anything except the ability to build TP with hand to hand and cure subless. Subless. Yeah, it was oh, pretty. Dancer. It was pretty terrible. See, we always knew hand to hand dancer. Oh God! Stop. We, we knew that it was just gonna be the thing, and the Fox proved that he was five out of five fan dance. I was not five out of five fan dance. Although you can actually do cool things as a dancer sub monk, it's just not the things that you guys have been exposed to. Oh, Ra- oh raging oh, fists. Well, you know what I'm talking about. And raging fists with a ternary flourish or whatever that is is absolutely crazy. It's really good. Doing like 70k raging fists on fucking dancer. So back in the day, white mage was still. The fast track to level seventy five, which was the thing. Now it's the fast track to end game. So it some... it, it was back then, and it is now. Yeah, so. some things never change. Yeah. It's because for whatever reason, people don't want to play it, and a lot of times people think they hate playing a healer before they've ever even played it. Before. I don't want to gear it. I like playing it. I mean, it's not as bad as it I says the no mage except blue mage. Hey, that's the best job in the game, frankly. <laughs> and... Figuring out the gear for things is like my favorite part. I know that's atypical, but. Man, I that's I, that's what I like to do. It doesn't mesh with my other jobs gear, so I don't want to. Do, I mean, it's better than doing bard. I'd rather do white mage than bard any day of the week, but still, that part is kind of gross. Like, if you're a white mage, it's a lot easier to be like a red mage and a scholar at the same time. I don't like play those. Exactly, it's it's kind of hard to be have that gear like mixed with other jobs. I'd be that's better off sure. choosing a beast master than a white mage. It's like having a ranger, but not a core. You already have like you know, yeah, some stuff. I have a core, not a ranger. I'd sooner be better off being a ranger. In fact, I'm a core, or I'm a ranger because I was a core, because it was just free at that point. Yep, same here. So, I mean, I don't know if there's really anything to say besides, you know, back then, if you wanted to get a Dynamis Link Shell, it was like either play White Mage, play Black Mage, or you couldn't really be a tank because you had to be well-geared to actually survive anything back then, but... Yeah. Yeah, because there was always the LS favorites that went as DDs. I guess you could be a bard, too, and get in. But I actually had the most fun uh, being a black mage in Dynamics uh, back in the day. Yeah, I was Same. a black mage too. Oh, you were too? Oh, oh I was great. Oh. Black mage sub ninja. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Those time nukes. That was, that was the ultimate thing at 75 because for whatever reason, my gear, I don't know if I just, I always focused on trying to like get the optimal gear set back then. And There I'm was just, like not, there was like one set that was optimal because there's really nothing else back For then. whatever reason... My black mage would pull hate over all the black mages, even sub ninja. I don't know why. So <laughs> I don't know if I was getting initial hate before. Th- it was it was just a regular occurrence. And if I didn't have hate, the other black mage would have hate and die. And then I would have hate. So black mage sub ninja 
surviving. Here's a good example. They would always get people. Uh, Dynamis Buburimu. The vultures would bar. Uh, was it Damnation Dive? Not Damnation Dive. That's that's single target. Um, Barside Barrage. Barrage. Yeah, Barside yeah. Barrage would kill the black mages, and it's it's Conal or whatever. Yeah. It would come over and do it, <laughs> and because it gets all that TP from the spells, and I would be the one black mage that lives in that all the time. <laughs> they would give me shit. They wanted they're like you know we don't want spicy coming black mages and sub ninja and that's fucking horrible and gimp and we don't want that. But I would be the one who lives, and I would give them the utmost shit. I was like hated. In that link shell. No way. Is that the only reason why you're hated in that link shell? Yeah, it was also not very good. I, that's never changed. I was the uh, the Black Mage main assist for our Dynamis link shell back in the day. And uh, I, I absolutely loved that. Because like you wielded death like you had the remote. Like Things would just get erased. And uh, for no fucking reason at all, my, my assist macro was like Ghostbusters themed. So it was like Black Mages, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. And like, oh, wow. ba-da, ba-da. and like, it would like do that in the LS chat. It was just super annoying for no fucking reason. It was Wait, the best. Fox, were you first stun? First stun? Yeah, were you always uh, the first on the list? I'd be, I'd be first or second. No, I think I was like second. I was always good so. at stunning. I used to really enjoy Black Mage. I hope that's bring it back. I determined the order for it, and I think I always let someone else stun first, so that way I could react to something weird happening. At least you could like nuke and stuff until it happens. I I never really worried about like the the whole nuking things. Like everybody did a pretty good job of nuking. Like I didn't really have any complaints about the other black mages I had. Like we we were always on voice, so we had a really easy time like coordinating that way. So let's put a fork in this one. Besides Yag yeah. Rush, uh, Gambatine or whatever it is is useful, but you don't have to actually make any weapons on white mage. Correct, carrot. I would say correct. Yeah, you don't need a Yagrish. Obviously, it's it's nice, and I don't think I would want to play White Mage without it at this point because I've just been too. Sp- Once you have a Yagrish, you can't go back. Yeah, I've been spoiled by it. You're absolutely right. I feel like I'm a worse White Mage now that I have a Yagrish. I could see it. Not, I'm not saying I can see you're a worse White Mage. Yeah, I'm just I can see that being the case. It's just that it's just, now I'm so used to, like, if I see a Paralyze go off, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to cast on this guy because I know it's going to get everybody around it. And I don't exactly. have to focus, like, on who it's being, you know, targeted on anymore. That's exactly it. And th- that's, like, the thing that it causes is you're, you're just like, okay, well, let me handle Paralyze real quick. So you just throw it out there, not even caring who it's on. Actually, a lot of times because I'm standing in the shit, I'll actually target myself. Yeah, or I'll do like, like, I'm, I'm always in it too, and I, I get a lot of shit for it. And that's why I have poison pots, because I was tired of hearing, oh, that one time I got slept, you know, I've never heard the end of it, but, um. Pachipara poison fruits. Those don't last very long. They're half the duration, but still. They're like, uh, two. I personally really want a Gambentine, um, but I, I've never been sad I haven't had it. Like, I have a pretty good Doom removal rate without it. And I mean, once you're, you gear for Doom and it, White Mage should have Doom sets. Um, Yagrush is generally fine. Like, I think I would have some pretty conditional rules in my Lua if I had a, if I had a Gamentine as opposed to Yagrush, because like when Doom goes off, a lot of times you need to remove from like multiple people unless you're doing like Dynamis Winters. But Fox, you may not have a Gamentine, but I'll be your Valentine. Aww. That's cute, and we're also like several months away from that. Well, <laughs> but it's good to know that I have that in my back pocket, man. Uh, it's in only case s- nobody asks me. Only like seven talk. months away, but. Nobody asked me to the dance or whatever. But I know Spice uh, Steel. Uh, Curse Nagir 
uh, for Doom. Is it 60%, I think? is And Gambantine, yeah. Gambantine, but I'm not going to look at the word like to pronounce 89 it. 89 or something with a Gambantine or something. Yeah, it does not. It's 100 plus on the weapon. It does not give you 100% Doom removal. It doesn't work that way. But I get you high. I think my my Christmas set sits like somewhere in like the mid fifties. I think it's fifty four or fifty six percent or whatever with Yag, and I can usually remove Doom one for one, despite what that percentage would indicate. Like, it'd be nice to to have the Gambantine so that way I could accession the Kirsna with a Divine Caress on it and basically know that it's going to be removed from everybody. I think that's what I would mostly use it for. Wow. Um, in most situations, like Doom just seems to be AOE when it's a problem. And- yeah, but also if your DDs are, you know, are frontline or properly equipped, uh, yes. I had the Nakonder's necklace, and even that alone makes a dramatic. Like if you have the few pieces of Doom removal gear come on when you get doomed because you're a cheater, a dirty, dirty cheater who has rolls <laughs> in the Lua, then I mm. pretty much have one out of one removal on on often. If, at worst case, like two, maybe three, whenever I get doomed ever. Uh, on like rune fence or anything like that with my gear coming on yeah dds who are listening please pick that gear up because it will save your life it's a huge difference even just for holy water like if you don't have a white mage even just holy water it's incredible to like remove it in one holy water now instead of dying yeah it's night and day and i think this is more of a fox thing i think you're a a scholar guy or maybe i'm wrong (laughs) i don't know but i'm just really good at faking it right yeah valentine but, uh, so yes, I play Skull. But I mean, White Mage has always been the king of healing, and it's always been like, oh, it's <laughs> mandatory to have a White Mage. But now with Paladin and Awe healing, like the Scholar is able to kind of pick it up. And uh, as Dancer too, we've had, or even we've had, you know, just have a sub job Geo or or dumb Blue Scholar. Mage do it. Scholar generally does fine. Um, it only gets weird when. So, so the main example I'll use in like all of the um, the tier three jail fights, or really all the all those fights that you end up with that aura, you know, and it's always an erasable effect. Scholar gets kind of weird because Scholar doesn't get the um, the plus one erase necklace like a white mage has. So sometimes you'll just erase right into that aura when you mean to remove something else because you have no way of controlling it, and that part can suck. That's my blue mage problem. Yeah, that that part's pretty rough, and honestly, they should do something about that. But the um, but generally, scholar as long as you have like a good triage can handle like even single target removing status effects and stuff. Usually, AOE heals don't really matter much because Cure Five is like so ridiculously strong. And if you need to, you can also pop Tabula and give people uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Embrava, and then basically everyone becomes an immortal god at that point. So like the healing part isn't that bad. It's usually where you run into a problem is with uh, status cures. Yeah, if it's just straight healing, then, you know, Scholar really can just... I mean, Canapierce and stuff, like, high AoE damage, too, is a problem, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. But But generally, you don't... You you plan for it. I mean, yeah, the point being here in the outline is that, yeah, with a Paladin, Scholar's life becomes a lot easier, where you don't have to even consider those things, and they're a perfectly fine healer in most situations. In fact, um, our group uses Paladin plus Scholar as the healers uh, for our Odyssey farms. And what's cool too is that Scholar can actually put like the enmity minus on players too when the healing is on a problem, and that's actually worth quite a bit. Full full potency phalanx also. Yeah, that too. But then we also have to sit there and phalanx sets on. I have a macro that says phalanx sets on. Yeah, 
I try to make it so that we coordinate it like towards the end of a poll that's happening where there's like a mob or two left. It's ten minutes. It goes right along with re-singing bard songs. Yeah. But of course getting our bird to sing songs with proper timing is I have a checkings and I have a savings. <laughs> it, it's so bad because like it'll be like, oh, there's two minutes left on my twelve minute songs. <laughs> uh uh, we're not ready yet, and it'll be like we oh, lost. We lost the fifth song. <laughs> fifth song sometimes, gone, and he's meleeing. Sometimes I'll identify that that's causing so much confusion that we might as well stop. Otherwise, people aren't going to get songs. But yeah, that also bothers me. I, I like to make sure that you know people are at least riding the timers where they need to be. It doesn't need to be refreshed yet. That's actually a point I wanted to make about bar spells and white mage too. Is that uh, you can get pretty long duration bar spells. But I generally only make them as long as like bard songs are because you're going to need to. Uh, that's a good time to like re up everything in, in like rotation. And I like to work in more pieces of the Eber set bonus so that way you can occasionally get uh, null procs because that's what the Eber set does is it causes associated damage of that element to just be reduced to zero. And you don't need bar spells that are longer. So, you know, because everyone's already stopping to get their songs back, you might as well just recast your bars until then. So you can get them long, but just kind of be mindful of how you're putting your buffs together. That's just me, though. I mean, other white mages can do it other ways, and it's not less efficient. And I think that covers it. Pretty much, yeah. There isn't too much else going on. I mean, the only thing we didn't cover is, like, distance. What, what we miss? Oh, uh, well, don't stand in range, flaccid celery. Well, I mean, or I fox stand danger. in range. <laughs> fox danger. The and fox in danger. Because you can have like two different sets. You can have an MDT set. You can also have an M, uh, a PDT set. And you can also have your full refresh set, you know, depending on where you're standing or what you're fighting. Honestly, I don't even use that much refresh. Yeah, you don't. I'm the one that swaps between the sets and carrot as well. You're the guy that's just like, fuck it. Yeah, I like to make sure that, that shit isn't landing on me. Uh, and I don't, I just don't bother with the refresh. I, I just never find that I need it on White Mage. I do sometimes because we have sometimes questionable bars that don't always valid or <laughs> conditional if, rules or if you get exploded you know because you diaga something and the rune fence didn't have hate and now you're dead and the bard won't ballad you you know having the refresh set kind of saves typically you. i just i just heal efficiently and like the pants do enough and like it's i don't know pants sublimation fox. i know it's a no pants zone normally but in white mage land you definitely should be wearing pants and I, I don't even use my subcharges. Like usually, I'll forget. I'll forget it's like completed and stuff. And I need to like recycle it so that I get not you know not slept like I mentioned earlier. It's just I just don't run into problems because I just try to stay as MP efficient as possible with cures. I don't know. It 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 doesn't bode so well for like the oh shit situations. But like I've got you know meds on me in my weekend set. I use Volty doublet like all sorts of stuff where I'm like a princess and I get like cool stuff. Like, eventually your white mage can get to that point. For people who are listening, I mean, obviously Carrot has gear. Um, and you shouldn't expect that right off the gate. But, I mean, there are things that have caused me to be somewhat lazy in some of my approaches. And you can still, like, get away with quite a bit of stuff. Like, I like get away with uh, being able to still play well. On Blue Mage, I like having the... I eliminated one of my idol sets, so it's easier to toggle. The one's evasion, one's straight up DT, magic evasion, whatever, just... The, you know, a DT-ish evasion idol, and the other one's just the standard idol, and I'm I'm fond of having it have gluddies for extra regain, and then as I get lower in MP, it takes off gluddies for Herculean refresh, and I think that's pretty. You could oh, you got that working. Uh, I think it works on. I didn't. I saw the hands change, and I should have gluddy hands in there. So I think when I I'm hitting the hands threshold regularly in our runs, I didn't 
I haven't like fully fleshed out like is it fully working. I just saw that the hands have changed, therefore I assume. But as we saw for years, I had a set that was mistyped in there and was not working. So, oh boy. well, it was for yeah. something I don't usually do, like like um, uh, Osmosis and Feather Tickle. Those are the sets. I didn't realize it was the wrong fast recast set was in there, spelled just you know not with the right term. Worry for at least a solid month after I got it, my red mage was trying to use a dab yake. A what? Oh, a, a dab yake. It gives you AoE dispel. A what? Have a day break. Oh, I think you said like damby egg, and I'm like, that's because you misspelled it. Yeah, it's a it's a dab yake. A dab. Oh, a dab. Yeah. So yeah, it was awful. Both parts. Well, I put the B yeah. first. Yeah, there was no R, and like I swapped around some letters and stuff. I'm like, what? Well, this is why I can't so spell it's, it's the beak. Yeah, like a month after I got uh, my daybreak, I or I, I immediately put it in my Lua. Like everything had worked, and it worked on other jobs. It's just on Red Mage, I could never get it to work, and I it was just frustrating to me. I so could not understand that, why that doesn't happen to me, Fox, because I regularly use in the Dragoon when I have it built validate. in. Yeah, slash slash GS space validate, and I'll see it's it'll say Dabik is not in my inventory. I'm like, well, that's my fault. But when I misspelled the rule set, it's like a. I found it because I tried to do a find for Daybreak, and I didn't find it in my Red Mage, and I was like, oh, that's weird. W or no, I only I only found it in some of my rules somewhere else. I didn't find it in my sets, and I was like, what the shit? You mess with the bird, you get the beak. Figured it out. But yeah, I think we're, uh, we're pretty much ready. So. so, this was good. Thank you for stopping by, Carrot. Yeah, I will go back to... Uh, Bed? I don't know. Yeah. I uh, It's been <laughs> interesting sharing one earbud with her and one mic... And one push to talk button as and two, two cats going and, insane as two people. So cats hanging off the couch asleep right now, like like upside down, like he's gonna fall if this continues. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, abject hopefully will be able to walk to his computer next time to write us an email, uh, and maybe his toenails have regrown. I Look. do not want to see pictures. Oh, yeah, he didn't send you pictures of his toes. Maybe maybe that's what Abject's gonna send. It's just pictures of his toes. <laughs> He's gonna email the toes. Maybe feed pics. Oh god. Well, I don't check the email. <laughs> uh, so yes. If you'd like to come on, please send us a email at wtfinvanadeal at gmail.com or contact us by any other means. Game. Discord. Join the Discord, by the way. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Smoke them if you got them. Otherwise, uh, you know, write us an email in general. Your questions, concerns, uh, personal stories. Maybe you got a Durf the Galka story. I don't know. Uh, send something over. And uh, we'll be happy to read that out and talk about it. Otherwise, just be the worst threat of the week. We can also talk about it that way. Whatever you choose to be. Yeah, but I think that's about it. Uh, later, guys.